everybody. Welcome back to Circle in the Sewer with Jake and Joe. We are episode two, I guess, of season two, if you want to call it that. Um, Episode eight overall, I believe. I honestly should double check with that before I just start ripping off episodes, but I'm pretty sure this is episode eight. Um, Yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about, Uh, but Joe, how are you doing? Good. Uh, Let's see. I was down in Ames, Iowa this weekend. We had Iowa State, Kansas State. Unfortunately, Iowa State did not play well. They ended up losing 10 to 9. They didn't get a touchdown. Very stinker. It was a 6.30 primetime game. They wore their all-black jerseys, which was sweet, but... Yeah, unfortunately, they lost, did not look good at all. Um, and now they're sitting at 500, with three and three record on the year. But it was great to get back down to Ames. Haven't been there since I graduated. So it was cool to see the campus, see the younger brother and meet up with all the fellows. But yeah, it was a great time back in Iowa. How was uh, how you been? How's San Francisco? Dude, it was great. We actually uh, ran into somebody that knows you and Ryan. Did you? Oh, who? I don't I don't remember her name. No, She's just Haley's. She knew, sure. Younger brother is good friends with Ryan. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, of course they know Ryan. Random connection. Uh, but no, it was good. This week, uh, last weekend was it's called Fleet Week in San Francisco, where the the Blue Angels, like the fighter jets, like fly over the city a bunch. So love that. Um, Seen that in Chicago once. It's yeah, so yeah. cool. So it was a pretty live uh, weekend. But me and Haley went to a concert Friday night, Rufus Dussault at Shoreline oh. Amphitheater. It was unbelievable. Was it good? so sick it was yeah, like, unbelievable i i don't know how to ex- explain it better than that but um that was a crazy experience we really didn't know what we were getting into with that venue um it took like was it pretty big so the venue holds like 20 ish thousand people but it's like an amphitheater so it's super sick so it feels like a lot more because it's all like angled down you know towards the stage yeah kind of like a v almost um but going to there so it's like south of san francisco like almost down towards palo alto which is like 45 an hour and we got we got down to basically where the exit is like it took us an hour and then from the exit to the actual parking it took another hour which was like a mile and a half maybe it was like that much the traffic was crazy and we were like a little behind schedule like we missed the opener completely and the line to get in was crazy it was like it was nuts, but the whole amphitheater thing, it's, it gave you like a Carver County fair, almost like state fair vibe. Okay. They have all these like, cause it's all outside and it's like, they have all these stands and stuff and like, just like crazy spots to get food and drink and stuff. So it was sick. I definitely want to go back. I heard a lot of like country artists go there, but um, oh, we should do that. That's yeah. when I'll next time when I come visit you in San Francisco, Hell let's yeah. go to the yeah, concert. We'll That's sweet. We'll get down there. Maybe go to a Stanford game. And Stanford football game, San Jose Sharks hockey game, all on the boom. same day. That's all not That's San Francisco. All, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all south, but it's still okay. sick. No, it's, it, it's, we'll make it work. We'll make that, it work. Yeah, it's in but, California. Uh, yeah, it was a cool weekend. And then Saturday, um, kind of just hung out. And we were uh, ate outside at actually Saturday, Sunday. We were at this – It's uh, place and here it's a vikings bar actually so we watched the vikings game there on sunday it was sick heck yeah. um we'll get into that barely sque- <laughs> squeaked that one out but uh yeah well let's let's get into it uh we're just gonna kind of go through these nfl games and uh, so excited talk about what a weekend one. what a uh, weekend in the nfl yeah it was a no, I mean every weekend of football. It, it, it's just it's so great. much fun. That's why we, I'm so that's happy why we with during the NFL season. Yeah, I love it, it. it. 
Dude, football season's the best. There's just no, there's no doubt about it. As much as we can complain, and we're gonna start with the Colts Broncos, which obviously was another Stinker. sticker of a game. Uh, but it, it, somehow that game to me is still fun. Like I know everybody's like, oh, I just want to shut it off and not watch it. But like, I don't know. I, I still thought it was like it was like, what is the next bad thing that's gonna happen? So the Colts won twelve to nine, and it's just another segment of the. Russ Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett show that's been the Broncos this year. I mean, can it get worse? I, I don't know. How do you, how the, the whole game, there wasn't a touchdown. Like this was a whole field goal game. And the whole thing with, I thought this was Nathaniel Hackett's game to break out. I'm like, okay, he's had a first couple of weeks, you know, he's, he's still learning some new things. I was like, Thursday night, another primetime game for Russ. This is it. They're going off. I thought they were going to go big. I thought they were going to win by like 20. I thought the Broncos were offense was going to explode. Nothing happened. Just absolutely looked like crap. I don't know what's going on in Denver. Um, Even like watching the Colts too. It was just like, they came out with the win with this. And I think Matt Ryan, I thought he was going to die about five times the way he got sacked throughout that game. And I was like, what is this? I don't know what's going on with this game. It was just so bizarre and just so bad to watch. I can't believe the Colts ended up winning. I can't believe the Broncos lost. It's just so weird. I thought this was it. I was like, yep, Nathaniel Hackett, you're going to run. The offense is going to explode. Just nothing. I do not know what's going on through this man's <laughs> head. I, I'm just so truly confused. And thank God the Vikings didn't hire this guy because I'm like, what is going on in Denver? I mean, it was just like you couldn't have picked a more perfect, like, bummer of a Thursday night game, though. I mean, we, we're talking about Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson combined for QBR of 36. So combined bad. for 36. Um, you're right. Matt Ryan looked like he was about to die on every single sack. Denver didn't have Javante Williams. Indianapolis didn't have Jonathan Taylor. Both star running backs are out. So it was, and you're right. And, and, the and then Hines goes is, down too on that first drive, right? That's right. That's right. Yep. He, he had he, one he carry for three out. yards. And I mean, it was just, it, it was an ugly game. And I don't know if there's too much to be said, but I think the Colts are probably the worst team ever to start a season two, two and one, in my opinion, because they're, they're brutal. And they're somehow two, two and one, which is so bad, which is pretty crazy. But um, yeah, I think, I think Nathaniel Hackett's holding on for dear life at this point. Um, We will get to Matt Rule being fired with the Panthers, but I, I mean, do you think the Broncos could move on from him this quick? I mean, I know you'd like first year coaches, like typically you don't have that high of expectations, but like, this is this has got to be way worse. If this if this holds up like this, if they're still doing this every weekend, like if they're not, if they he's win an offensive coach, games, yeah. If they do this, obviously he's probably going to finish the season. But if they don't win like the next three games starting next year, I bet he's gone. Like this is bad. Yeah, it's it's been tough. So I just kept waiting that entire game. Like I was like, okay, there's punting. They just kept going back and forth. I'm like, one of these drives, someone's just going to break out, and it just never happened. No. Nope. There wasn't a touchdown. They had it there on the was a fourth and one. They went for it, missed it. I'm like, oh my god! Great game for the under. Great game for the under. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, moving on to the next game was the other London game. Um, Back to back weeks in London for NFL games. Uh, The Giants beat the Packers 27-22, and that brings the Giants to four and one. Packers are three and two now with losses to the Giants and the Vikings, of course. is it time for Packers fans to panic here, Joe? I hope so. Yeah. yeah you guys should. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys just lost in London. Vikings don't do the that. Daniel but, uh, Jones. 
Yeah, the Daniel Jones and with an injured Saquon, but he comes back and scores a touchdown, which is crazy. Uh, but back. yeah, I was on my way home from Iowa, so we had this game on the radio, so I was listening to it. But just what's the radio? It's like just uh, I don't even know. We just had it on the car, so um, we were listening to it and everything. And by the looks of it, or just the sounds of it, Packers were rolling early, and then as the game carried on, there it looks like the Giants just started pulling away. And I don't know, man. Giants are four and one. Daniel Jones is still Gen- Daniel Jones, in my opinion, but with that NFC East, that's going to be a pretty crazy division. But yeah, I thought the Packers were going to pull that one out there towards the end of the game. I think they had the ball with, I don't know, it was 10, a minute left in the game and they could capitalize on that. So I don't know. Uh, I sure would like to say that the Packers need to start crumbling down right here and everyone's going to get worried and I hope they, it doesn't work out for them, but yeah, it's a pretty weird game with London being an early too. I don't think Green Bay, I think Green Bay was like one of the only teams in the NFL that hasn't played in London yet. So maybe it's a little jet lag for them, but it was just crazy to see. But the funny the thing Giants, is, is they Daniel Jones beat Aaron Rodgers. It's just it's they weird came to say, out and they were up I like at it. halftime, they're up 20 to 10. And the Packers again this whole season have struggled to score in the second half. The only two points they got was when the Giants intentionally safety themselves at the end of the game. So and then you know Aaron another Rogers, takeaway from this game too before you jump into Roger like Saquon man I I like this like he looks back to the old oh, rookie Saquon MVP he's moving he's just juking no, he looks around. good he looks good I like, like his it. cuts when are, he's healthy I he's got we got in a debate on this he's the best he, when he's healthy he's the best running back in the NFL would you rather have a healthy Saquon or a healthy Christian McCaffrey on your team Saquon yeah if Dude, we're talking straight up healthy, healthy like uh, and uh, you know I. I don't, I just think that Barkley is just like he one he's he's everything McCaffrey is plus more physical in my opinion like he can run guys over but he also has like you know obviously like you're saying like he has ability to cut so I, I think I would take Saquon yeah, and he's just same here he's so know, fun I, to watch it was awesome yeah. yeah so Packers are three and two and uh, sucks to be a Packers fan I guess more or less uh, Rogers still. Doesn't seem like he trusts these wide receivers he too much. And, um, Randall Cobb led the team with seven receptions for 99 yards. And if you told me in 2022 that Rodgers would still be throwing to Cobb as his number one receiver, I would have laughed at you. Um, but 13 targets to Randall Cobb today. So if that tells you anything about who he's targeting, it's, you know. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. Packers Packers are down. Um Next game, not a ton to talk about here, I feel like, just because the Bills absolutely demolished the Steelers. Uh, 38-3, to Bills won. And, I mean, yeah, Bills are good, but I just think the Steelers are really bad. And um, I think it's just like in games like this when you see a team that's just like, I mean, Josh Allen didn't even like play the fourth quarter. You know, Gabe Davis had three receptions for 171 yards. Like they scored on the 90 was the 98 yard touchdown. Yard. Yeah, it's like how do you let that happen, Pittsburgh? So, Josh yeah, Allen I mean, for 424 yards and four touchdowns, and he would play the end the game. It's like what the heck's going on with Pittsburgh? Their old so line bad. stinks. Their defense stinks. I mean, Najee Harris had 11 carries for 20 yards. Like <laughs> he's supposed to be their guy. He's you not. Know like, what I mean? He's not. She's not having a year, man. I, I don't mean, know. If you, do you really blame that though? It's because it's like. They're so bad. What can no, you, I don't think I don't... it's Najee. Like to a certain extent, like a running back can only be so good, but um, their offense is is pretty bad just because of. I think they're just getting blown up. I mean, he 
you know, they, they, they have no, without TJ Watt, they're just a completely different team. So I, yeah. And we went into that last week. Steelers are just horrible without TJ Watt. They did not look good. Mm-hmm. Kenny, uh, did you see that one? Um, Kenny Pickett was like rolling out and he got like tackled on the leg and then he just shoved the guy back. And I thought, I was like, all right, there we go, Kenny. That's like something that's you can some cheer for. Him. I mean, yeah. that was a horrible, horrible hit that he took, but. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely looking like Tomlin's first year of being under 500. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. Is, which is crazy because to, to say that he's never been under 500, but I, I don't I don't see a, 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 any way that they become over 500. So that probably ends that streak. Um, moving to the next game, we got Chargers 30, Cleveland 28. Uh, kind of just a dog. Yeah. I'll jump with that. Austin Eckler's a dog. I was watching, had that game on the red zone. That guy was doing everything for the Chargers. It seemed like, I know that they have um, Keenan Allen. Head, head to head with Nick Chubb, too, because Nick Chubb was running the yeah. ball down the Chargers' throat, too. That was a great game. So that game was on red zone a lot. So we were catching that. And that was it was just fun to see those guys going back and forth. Um, I predicted that the Chargers were going to get that one, too. Hopefully they can. I like the Chargers. Hopefully they kind of just keep going on run here. And obviously with that division. They're going to need as many wins as they can get. They're yeah. a fun team I love for it, sure. Dude. They I just don't know. Need to I, the jerseys, I just like it. It's just a cool team to cheer for, I think. Oh, they have they have exciting players too. And I hope Keenan Allen gets healthy because I'm a big Keenan Allen fan. Uh, but Mike Williams has obviously been awesome for him since then. But um, I really think that having Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in that passing game, along with Eckler running the ball, like that's a scary offense for sure. Um, as, as you saw him put up 30 points against Cleveland, which is – I feel like Cleveland's defense is – not as bad as they may have looked, no, but I mean, got you got Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, and, Denzel Ward. Yeah, so you, you yeah. got some guys in that team for sure, and and so Cleveland's just Cleveland right now. Um, you they're know, two and Cleveland. three. They got Jacoby Brissett. I think they're you know more or less just trying to hang on until um, Deshaun comes back. Until Deshaun comes back, which two and three is not bad. Like they can stick around, especially in that division where everybody's kind of beating each other up, like the Ravens, Bengals, them. And obviously you get the Steelers kind of out of it, but like, um, you know what I mean? Like I, two and three, if they could stay close to yeah. distance. Yeah. Close to that 500 range. When, when Deshaun comes back, I feel like that'd be pretty ideal if you're a Cleveland fan for sure. But then uh, within that too, the one thing to take away from that game too, I believe it was. Yeah. 30, 28 with like a minute and 10 left and Braden, Staley, the coach, oh, yeah. says go for it on fourth and one. Do you agree with that? But it was on their own 50, right? Well, I think 50, they were on their own 50. 50. Is both 50. Well, on the 50-yard line and fourth and one. They're up by two, and they decide to just go for it instead of punting it. So that's where, the, in my opinion, this And then they bring up the like analytics thing. They it always doesn't do everything. Like, it just can't encapsulate the whole situation, right? Because, like, you got to think – like, do you, are you really going to, like, you punt the ball. Let's say you punt the ball fourth and one, right? And you pin them. Worst case, you you have a touchback, right? So they're on their 20-yard line. And they need to get into field goal range, and you have Jacoby Brissett. You know what I mean? Like, that's the analytics. Like, the analytics are going to tell you to go for it no matter who's on the other side of the ball. Now, I think, you know what I mean? Like, if it's Tom Brady, like, it's different than it is if it's Jacoby Brissett. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not so sure that 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 the analytics are like. So you're saying you would have punted it in that situation? Or you I think so? Yeah. It? Yeah, I think I would have too, especially with like the Jacoby Brissett thing. 
I would I know, have that. They moved the ball because Nick Chubb ran it most of the game. So it's like you're going to put Jacoby Brissett in this two-minute drill. Like, I, I think I'll take my chances against Jacoby Brissett in the two-minute drill. Now, at the same time, fourth and one, like, let's say you're playing Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, like you probably want to go for it on fourth and one because like they can drive down the field into field goal range, whether you give them the ball in the 50 or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think you have to try to, in that situation, try to put the game away versus giving them a chance. So, and then I, I saw that Keenan Allen was like live tweeting it. He tweeted yeah. like WTF when it happened. I'm yeah. Like, oh boy. That was funny to see him, but yeah, luckily they pulled out the win there. Um, that would have been chaotic if Cleveland would have came back and won it there. That probably would not have gone well in the Los Angeles area. So well, it's nobody just crazy cares about the Chargers in LA, no. anyways. It's more from no. a like national standpoint, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something similar happened in the Ravens game too, which we can get to. But uh, moving to the next game, we had the Vikings 29, Chicago Bears 22. Big win for the Vikings as every win likes. Um, cool. What do you got on this game? I mean, Jefferson dominated. Um, Kirk Cousins started the game, what, 17 for 17? Yeah. And then cooled off in the second half. Um, so, yeah, our offense our offense looks un- unbelievable, as we should. I mean, all the guys that we have on it, what did we start? There's 21 to 3 going in a half or something like that. I'm like, okay, we're going to win this game 42 to 10. Um <laughs> Yes, the offense looks great. And then, as of course, as we know here within the Vikings, how our defense has played this year, the second half rolls around, and we're just creepily letting Justin Fields get back into this game. And I'm like, well, I have never seen Justin Fields even play to that level ever before. And he was making some plays, and he was running and was making the passes that he needed to be. So, of course, that was happening, and then Chicago was coming back. And I was just like, you can't – what is going on with our defense? Like, that's just our biggest thing. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on how are we letting these guys come back at Chicago? We should have had 10 points. I thought we were going to, it was going to be 42 to 10. I'm like, here we go. We're going to the Super Bowl. And then fields just starts making these plays. He's connecting the passes. So that's something we need to work on. Um, overall, like in sync with the Vikings were four and one, but I just don't think we just need help on that defense. Like I don't think anyone in the NFL is scared of the Vikings as a four and one team right now. So that's just my biggest thing. Um, hopefully we get that turned around on the other side of the ball and, that's just what we need if we're going to want to win a championship and it's going to help us out down the long run. I think I absolutely agree. And I think our defense obviously is our, our, our major hole right now, but like last year we weren't winning these type of games. So maybe we aren't a perfect team, but we're still four and one. Right. And we're still winning these close games. Cause you think about last year, how many lo- close games we lost. Right. And I'm not saying it's necessarily like a change of coaching staff that's done it. Maybe it has. Obviously, with Kevin O'Connell being here, it's different. But, you know, you could say anything you want about like not every game is going to be perfect in the NFL. Like these teams are too – like there's no team that is like so dominant. You know, like the Eagles are undefeated right now, but there's going to be close games. You know, they barely beat the Cardinals. Like there's going to be close games. And like I think it's better to get – more experience in close games. I know that's like, obviously it would be nice to blow everybody out, but it'd also be nice to like play in some close games and see what we can do. Cause last year we lost every close game. You know, last year we let the lions come march down the field and score a last minute touchdown against us, which is brutal. Right. This year we have a big play strip. Right. And we, and we seal the game, you know? So I think that's trending the right direction. Yeah. Obviously you don't ever want to let a team back in when you're up, you know, 24 to three, but 
especially when Justin Fields is the quarterback. But I think there's something to be said about eventually finishing the game off, which is which is huge for us. Um, so I thought it was, you know, it, a win's a win in the NFL the way I look at it. You know, you, the Colts beat the Chiefs one week, so anything can happen really. You know, their bad teams beat good teams all the time. Um, so you, you take it for what it is, but I definitely agree. Our defense needs some help. Um, but you know, on paper, I feel like we should be better. I don't, I don't really know what it is, but Justin Fields picking us apart. Like that's just the only thing I was just getting frustrated with was just him just dicing the defense going on in that second half. I'm like, what, why are we just allowing this to happen? And some of the, just like the play calls on D I was like, I feel like we could be just not letting those passes that he was happening or just having the rushes that he was having, which is kind of pissing me off. But yeah, like you said, a win's a win in the NFL and I'll take that. And hopefully I just want him to improve obviously with on that defense. Cause if like we end the year 13 and four, we make the playoffs and we lose in the first game because our defense gets killed. That's when I'm just going to be pissed. It's just like, it's just annoying as hell, but yeah, you're right. A win's a win. And hopefully it's easy. as far as like a Chicago Bears standpoint. if you're a fan listening to the bears, that must've been good to see fields see a little bit of life out of him. I think the highest For completions sure. you've ever had in the NFL game was 15 and that's what happened on Sunday. But well, I think yeah, like it's a weird completions thing. going into this game. Yeah. If you're a bears fan, I mean, it was, it was great to see that, but I just, I don't know what's going on with that team, that organization right now. I just, I, they're going to be a top five pick going into next year's draft and just kind of rebuilding around field. Like is Justin Fields, the guy or do they just do the bears suck or are they just not giving him much help or i can't really i don't really know what's going on within that organization yeah i don't know either because like part of me is like yeah he's looked bad but at the same time you look at the number of like even pass attempts he's had like they're not even letting him really throw the ball like he's making less than 20 pass attempts a game you know so it's like today against a you know a spotty viking or this weekend against a spotty vikings defense you know he goes 15 for 21 it's like 208 yards touchdown no interception like looked pretty good like ran for about 50 yards too so it's like there's definitely something there like i just don't know what he has around him from a passing game perspective like i think montgomery's a pretty good running back khalil herbert both like serviceable running backs but like darnell mooney made that great catch but like none of those guys and i don't know if it's scheme i don't know if it's coaching like but like to me it's just like he has no help you know what i mean like Kirk cousins has justin jefferson to throw to like you know what i mean like aaron Rodgers is struggling right now with no wide receivers so it's like justin fields has no wide receivers it's like a quarterback can only elevate you know wide receivers to a certain extent and i think um you know you you do need to go get like a number one wide receiver in my opinion because i think darnell mooney's like a great number two i think they have some guys behind him that could be like good role wide receivers but like I think if you really want to see what Justin Fields can do, like you need to go get a wide receiver that's going to be able to get open the majority of the time. And you know what I mean? Cause Justin Jefferson's yeah. open and that's partially yeah, because Justin open. Jefferson is great. And also because of the scheme and, and the plays that we run that, you know, they have to respect different parts of his game too. And, and, you know, a lot of them were just short passes, you know, like he had 13 targets, 12 receptions and like, a lot of them were just like kind of under screen, you know, slants and stuff like that. So I think, I don't know if the the Bears run a similar offense. Like they maybe try to get shorter passes that Justin Fields can complete. You know what I mean? Like just try to get him like more into the passing game is what I'd see. But we'll see moving forward. I think 
it's just like typical bears is like, they're going to have a top five pick and they're going to go like draft like a defensive player or something, you yeah. know, but with the history of the bears too, it's not like, like it's been worse in Detroit. Cause it's like Detroit, Michigan, and they just never could figure out to turn it around there. And they haven't had a history of winning within that franchise. So I feel like with the bears, they've had that. I mean, they've won the super bowl, but that was back in 85, but then they've made those couple of playoff runs. I mean, the double doink was what, 2018, 2019. So yeah. they've been in the playoffs within like the last 10 years. And obviously with the history of the bears and a bigger city. So I feel like that's just the one thing I'd be like one year, they're just going to eventually turn this thing around and something's going to happen to them. But the looks of it right now, obviously they're not going to have a great year, but that's just the only thing I can always think of because just the, the big city of Chicago and the history that goes within that franchise, someone's going to just come in there and flip the switch. And I feel like that like doesn't happen in Detroit or those other poor teams like the Jaguars or something like that. And they haven't really had a guy to come in there and change it. So I don't know, something's going to happen. I think Chicago will be fine maybe like five years or something along the line of that. But yeah, it's, it's crazy to see. For now they're struggling. Um Lions Patriots next game on the schedule. Uh, not a ton to say about this one. Lions go from the best offense to getting shut out by Bill Belichick. Um, Bailey Zappi. What do you? Yeah. What do you got on Zappi? I guess that's probably the only thing to really I, talk about in that game. He just looked like. I mean, he just did what he could right there. What he throw for like a hundred yards or some two hundred yards touchdown and pick. Much. So I mean, he was just kind of just playing the Lions. So I, I I thought Detroit was going to win that game going into it. So. Um, he just looked like kind of a system quarterback and was getting it done. But yeah, good for him though. Is his first career start? Um, absolutely smoked Detroit. Now I don't know what happened with Detroit. I thought they were going to throw up. Um, not the thirty ball against New England. I don't think New England's that good at all. But yeah, it's just a weird, weird game. Twenty nine nothing. I don't know how Detroit doesn't score in this. Um, but yeah, what did you kind of take away from it? I just think you just. I agree because I don't think that the Patriots are that good. Like they have just no stars. They have no real like just they're just like a Bill Belichick ran team. So they're going to be disciplined and stuff like that. But they just I don't know. I, I personally think my biggest takeaway from this is Bill Belichick can still coach teams to wins no matter like what he has, which is impressive. But um, but I also think that Matt Campbell's like maybe not the guy um, like they just have. No, they have no, they have no defense. They just like, and I would expect that team to be like hard nosed defensively, and um, they can't stop anything right now. So, yeah, uh, going on that Campbell take too. To see what he does for the rest of the year. Yeah, I feel like he is just getting so much media hype, and obviously with like hard knocks, and everyone's kind yeah. of figuring out about the lines. Then like, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be different now. We're gonna have this winning. Like, it's still. They're one and four, man. I mean, like you haven't done anything yet, so it's just like, right. is that is he really that good of a coach, or does he like to just? Well, he's just crazy a good raw raw guy, a, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's just everything people keep thinking about Detroit, and I don't know if it's gonna happen. Like, if they did win three games this year or something, do you fire him? Like, I don't think he's that good of a coach. I think he gets pumped up and talks about three ass cheeks in and out or whatever the hell he said on Hard Knocks. So I don't know. Yeah, like but he's I, I, weirdly I think, like, honestly. I take I think Matt Rule is a better coach than him. Wow. Okay. I would because with Matt Rule's situation, like he's never had anything to work with. Like he's had like five quarterbacks in like two years, or whatever. Like he, the best he ever did was PJ Walker and went two and zero. Like that was the best he's ever had out of a quarterback. Right. Yeah, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield have not been anything at all for Matt Rule. Uh. Yeah, I mean, some something to be said about Jared Goff did go to a Super Bowl, so like, 
Jared Goff isn't like terrible, and he's putting up pretty good numbers this year with that offense. Um, they got a lot of weapons on offense too, so it, like, yeah, kind of like, makes sense. Monroe like, Brown, DeAndre Swift, like you could be like that's a better than Chicago. It's better than like, one and sh- four. It should be better than yeah. one and four. with the number of points for sure that that team has scored. They should definitely be better than one and four. So exactly, and they should definitely like they need to look for some more wins throughout the season. Like if they don't get over like four wins, like that's that's bad. Like you got to, you need to see some improvement out of lines. This year, is especially this, with everything this that's being said. Second year or third year? Second. I feel like with the NFL coaching, unless it's just horrible, like if you win like two games or two, like you usually, I feel like get at least two seasons in the NFL as a coach. Yeah, I feel like with his reputation, he might buy himself a third year though, just because I feel like he's so likable. But yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. If that's right. season, people are like, we can't fire him. He's crying. He loves Detroit. Like, yeah. Oh, who's going to do that? Right. Who loves Detroit? Nobody. He Nobody. Like he wants so. to get the hell out of there. That's a good point. I mean, there's something to be said about keeping some sort of like, I mean, obviously the hope doesn't last forever, but like there's something to be said about Matt Campbell, like bringing some excitement there or Dan Campbell. Sorry. Yeah. Not Matt Campbell. That's Iowa state. Clones baby. Um, yeah. Next game. We had saints 39 Seahawks 32. Um, Gino Smith is kind of nice. And the Seahawks can't stop anything on defense because Taysom Hill ran for 120, 12 yards and three touchdowns, which was crazy on nine carries. So, um, and he also threw a touchdown. So Taysom Hill absolutely cooked the Seahawks defense, which is never a good sign. Um, Saints are always, I feel like, just like a interesting team. Like they're just usually, obviously with Sean Payton being there, they're just like a well-coached team and hard nosed. And I feel like the um, they still kind of have that this year. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah. So, um, Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Like he has been way, he's just been so much more fun to watch play football this year than Russell Wilson. Um, I know they didn't win, but it's throwing up number. Like he's getting DK involved. He's getting Lockett involved. He's throwing nine he's touchdowns, two interceptions so far. Did not see that coming. I know they lost and they're two and three, but like did not see this coming at all from Geno Smith. So props to him. And, yeah, jumping on that with Taysom Hill, he's also awesome to see. I'm going to pick him up at tight end on fantasy football. You can do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that this week um, and play him because I had Darren Waller and he. I hate him, dude. Suck. We'll get into that, but I'm picking up Taysom Hill on my tight end. It's going to be a steal, um, dude. But he, yeah, he cool. does this once every like six weeks. He'll go like quiet for like four weeks and do nothing. Taysom Hill, yeah, yeah. So he got like 30 points in fantasy last weekend, and I'm going to start him next weekend, and he's going to get two for so sure. He, yeah, he did. I'm gonna start one. him anyway. Scored a touchdown, and then I picked him up, and like, yeah, he's done nothing for me. I think I dropped. I have him no. There's no love for me at the tight end spot right now, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go with Taysom Hill. Um, but yeah, jumping into this game, it was just awesome to see. It was electric, 39, 32, high scoring. I love the over, hit that. So, um, yeah, Geno Smith, two sixty eight, three touchdowns, sixteen for twenty five, and he's get, dude. He made one of this passes. I was saw this on Twitter somewhere. Like he was on the run, just oh, right it, over this it was guy. Insane. I'm like, who is Tyler Lockett? Yeah. Touchdown. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was unbelievable. I mean, but now going back to Seattle, like if they, if you're a Seattle fan, let's say you finish 500, would you aggressively, I mean, they don't have, well, no, they do. Cause don't they have Denver's first round pick Mm -hmm. next year for the rush trade? Imagine. Okay. Imagine Denver just completely doesn't imagine they're a top 10 pick Denver that they, that pick moves to Seattle. You have Gino, you go eight and eight. He does like productive 4,000 yards, let's say 17 touchdowns. I don't know. I'm just throwing out numbers. Mm-hmm. Do you 
do you draft a quarterback or are you like Gino? We stick with Gino for a little bit. I think completely depends where your pick ends up. Like if you're, if you end up high enough where you are looking at it, like I personally, like, cause what is it? It's going to be CJ Stroud goes first and then Bryce Young be the second quarterback taken. And then the Kentucky guys probably third is from what I've heard is, is it uh, will Gravis? Will Levis. No. Levis. He's, he's big. He's like 6'4", 225. Yeah. Um, like, I, I've watched, I watched him play in like not as good as I would think out of the third quarterback. Now, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in that, but like, if Geno continues on this pace, like, I don't know. I, I think you go draft whatever you're, you know, clearly you need some help on the defense. Like, that entire defense is supposed to be around Jamal Adams and like, like they're just, he's hurt. He's out yeah, of right? Yeah. yeah. Injured. And they're toast. And, and so it clearly seems like they're going to stay with Pete Carroll for a while. So Pete Carroll's like a defensive coach. So I could see him going high and grabbing a defensive player and then just going from there, I guess. But um, I think I it all how. depends on what Geno Smith does. Like, yeah, if they're high True. enough and they have, a, they have a spot and they feel like Geno Smith, like, is can he keep this up? I don't know. But if he does, like, are you really going to move off this? Like the, the the type of production he's doing right now is like he's he's twelfth in the league right now in passing yards. He has thirteen hundred yards. He has he's tied for seventh in touchdowns. He's only has two interceptions. Like he's got the fourth best QBR in the league right now. Like, I mean, uh, what do you expect? You know, you know what I mean. Like, well, you didn't expect this for sure. No, this is crazy. And then another thing, too, their backup, obviously, that they got from Denver was Drew Locke as well. Do you just hold on to him and kind of keep him as that backup just for an injury or anything? Or do you move off of him? I don't like he can't, he's got to want to play or something. But you can't really, like, Drew Locke can't be a starting quarterback in the NFL, can he? No, he's going to be a backup. But we saw him try to play in Denver. So, I don't, so do you I just think don't... he's probably got that mindset the way Geno's playing right now? Like, he's fine. He's just like, okay. Like, he's yeah, just I think there's some guys, some guys end like, up I don't being... think he's going to want to career backups like chase daniels you know what i mean he's been yeah he got the he gets thing. the bag with that dude another missouri so guy right? backup yeah another missouri, missouri guy there you go if you play yeah, quarterback missouri in missouri thing. you're destined anyone to be that a, comes out of missouri is gonna yeah, be you're gonna backup. be a lot you're gonna be playing gabbert playing gabbert dude they Gabbard make bank up. too i don't know what it is with missouri they almost just beat georgia too yeah well, that's that was crazy yeah. um you're crazy but yeah, Seahawks are fun to say. Or yeah. Seahawks are fun to watch. I'll say fun to that watch for um, sure. They've been throwing out punt points. I got DK on my fantasy team too, so I'm banking on him. He had like a 50 yard touchdown in that game, so that was cool. But yeah, did not expect this out of that offense. And heck, Gino, Gino is uh, better than Russell Wilson. So that that is it's just sure crazy at this point. Um, also, I don't know if we talked about this, but Russell Wilson, of course, after playing terrible on primetime, like apparently has some lat issue, like all of a sudden his shoulders hurt. Yeah, that's a, no, no. Like, and I don't know if I believe that. He did, that the, he like, did the let's ride thing too on the yeah, podium. You I, see that? That was tough. That was tough. Like, how do you, you can't do that. But also, dude, like if your shoulder's actually bugging you, like why are you trying to force a ball into the end zone late in the game when you have like, you know what I mean? Like. Just yeah, run it. Just run it. I just, I just thought Again. that way too. And they, they had KJ, KJ Hamler wide open on that play too. I forgot to get in that. Remember oh that last gosh, play? That's right. Yeah, that slant. That was like the, the flashbacks to the the Super yep. Bowl when he did yep. the pick. Same I play. Think that's what he saw. PTSD for sure. With nobody on the you other know, side. They got a loss. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you run with this next one because I know you're excited to talk about it. But Jets forty, Dolphins seventeen. Your boys are over five hundred. 
Three and two. The Jets are back. I'm just going to say this, but the Jets are back. Three and two. They look great. I mean, we played um, Teddy Bridgewater goes down on the first drive. So now we're playing a third string out of Kansas State with uh, Skylar Thompson. But Jets threw up 40 points. Again, I don't think I was born before the last time the Jets threw up 40 points. Um, the defense looked great. Zach Wilson did not throw an interception. That was my favorite thing. He crazy. did not throw a pick in this game, which was crazy. Didn't throw a touchdown, but did not throw an interception. Um, he was doing well. He was running the, making the offense work. Brees Hall, I think might be the rookie of the year. Guy's looking unbelievable. Yeah, it looks, um, it could be, yeah, with the rookie class this year. I don't know. He might, he might have a chance at it. So yeah, very excited with the jets. Um, defense looked awesome. Like I said, and another thing, dude, I think sauce Gardner might already be a top 10 corner in the league. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's, he's a dog. Like he's been playing so well. He gets his first career interception. Was freaking out about that. Salah's going nuts on the sideline. You could just tell, man, just watching this team. There's so much more energy, how much more fun they're saying. I like I said last week, this just team is just having more fun than I've ever seen in a long time. So um, I'm glad to see Zach Wilson was just running that offense. He wasn't doing anything crazy, but you got to no, take I advantage. I feel like that's a big Skylar step Thompson for him too. Like as a Jets fan, I feel like you have to be excited about that. Like you're used to having him just like sling the ball around, throw picks, right? And like, yeah, he I, he gets it. Like he'll get. Just two jumping, he'll just chuck it 50 yards out of the field and goes into two people. And I think he's kind of just getting a better idea of just you don't need to do that. Like, it is fun to see that. Like, sometimes I, I don't like the quarterback that's going to throw it 10 yards every single play. But I think he was just at times last year, he was just chucking it down there without knowing what's going on. And with last that's game, that's what he did at BYU, through, just, right? Say it again. I'm saying that's what he did at BYU was just chuck the ball around. So it's like, no, yeah. you know, so. Exactly. So, so much I mean, it was just good to see him, him just play smart get the win, especially with like when Skylar Thompson came in, I'm like, okay, this, we got to beat this team. Like we can't lose to Skylar Thompson right now in the right. Dolphins. So um, yeah, it just was very, very happy to see that the Jets came out with the win on that one. Quinn Williams absolutely ran over Tyreek Hill too. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, this is good. Three and two excited. I think, I think with the Jets right now that I think of, they could, they could maybe beat anybody, but they could also lose to any, team in the oh, league is yeah, where I'm kind of sure. at right now with the Jets because it's still I mean it's still the Jets we're three and two but yeah I don't know it's just fun it's I'm excited it's good to be a Jets fan we got the Packers coming up next week if they beat the Packers I'll I'll jump in the Hudson like I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to New York fly New Jersey, or, uh, are you New going York, for the New Jersey game? in a couple of weeks and that's when I'll jump in but if they beat right, the Packers, well, we're gonna need a video if that happens but we need the Packers to lose first which I mean as crazy as it sounds like if you would have told me going into 2022 like Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVPs and there's like a chance the Jets could beat the Packers like even thought thinking out loud like I'd tell you you're crazy but it's it's a real possibility oh is it in New York oh god is it at Lambeau yeah yeah, it'd be sweet no I'm trying to think like is it at Lambeau huh is it at Lambeau yeah no the game's at Lambeau sorry I, I had myself on mute there, but um, games at Lambeau, both three and two. I'm trying to think if no, the game's at noon as well, too. So we'll have the Vikes on that. So yeah, we'll have the Jets going, but you have a two bar. I don't know, man. I if the Jets win, <laughs> if the Jets beat the Packers, like how is okay? Here's a question If the Jets You're beat the Packers, is that even more, thinking about is that right it just now? a crazier thing that the Jets might actually have a team or the Packers are just screwed? I mean, it Packers depends on how the game. Play. Right. It depends on how the game goes. Okay. Because, like, uh, if yeah. the, if the Jets, if the Jets like, or if if the if the 
Packers and Aaron Rodgers offense just looks terrible, then yeah, the Packers are screwed. But if the Jets like, like if Zach Wilson goes toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers in this game, like then the Jets are legit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Sometimes th- if they see, that's the thing now. Cause I'll so go back on the last week, like what Zach Wilson did, cause he knew that Skylar Thompson was coming in. Um, so he had to kind of, he just played it smart. I feel like with this upcoming week, when you play the Packers at Lambeau, he's going to have to do some things that might be a little crazy, but kind of just make the, hopefully have some exciting plays in there. Cause I feel like just to beat those guys in Lambeau, you're going to have to just get a little creative and hopefully the defense sets up. If sauce Gardner makes a pick on Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to get a Jersey next week too. So uh, I got a lot of things I'm right on this game. I think they might do it. Hot take right here. Why not. Uh, final score, Jets 38, Packers 32. That'd be 38, crazy. 32. 38, huh? 32. Wow. That's one score. And that's my Jets mind score. Realistically, uh, probably the Packers 28, 14. Yeah, 28, 14. But we're going to go with the first score. I like the first score better. Because these Jets are back. Dude, that could be. I mean, that's. Talk about a, a a great a great win for Jets fans everywhere and Vikings fans everywhere. If the Jets beat the Packers, that's yeah, that's big time. Uh, <laughs> moving to the next one before Joe gets even more excited. About this is exciting. Jets. I'm just happy, man. Uh, we have Bucks Falcons, uh, 21-15, and Brady throws for 351 yards. They were up 21-0, and again somehow the Falcons come back in these games and make them close. Um, not a whole lot about this game besides the roughing the passer call, which I think is um, something to talk about for sure. If you didn't see it late in the game, it was a third and five uh, scores, 21, 15 um, bucks are going down the field and looks like Brady's going to be sacked, which he does get sacked and then kind of gets thrown to the ground, but it literally wasn't that aggressive at all. They get called a roughing the passer call against the defensive lineman for the Falcons and automatic first down for that. And the Buccaneers basically go on to seal the game. Um, Is that the worst call you've ever seen in the NFL? Yeah, easily. I mean, I, I was, I was shocked that they, I mean, you saw, and especially the other last night, if you watched the, the Chiefs game, Mahomes got thrown down multiple times, way harder than that. So I don't know if it was a Brady thing or what what it was, but uh, I couldn't believe it. And I don't know if the Falcons would have gone on to win. The Bucks defense was obviously pretty good that game, uh, but still something to talk about. I think it was just a maybe a Tom Brady thing because that call seemed to be pretty outrageous, if you ask me. Um, but other than that, um, Tom Brady still hasn't lost three straight games in his career. So kind of figured that they were going to win that game just because he's consistent as most consistent player ever. Um, moving on to the next game, we got Titans commanders, um, Titans 21, 17 over the commanders. Uh, nothing too crazy in this game. I think it's just kind of a variable team just grinding it out. Um, letting Derrick Henry kind of work in this game. 28 carries for 102 yards and two touchdowns. Tannehill kind of managing the game, throwing for 181 yards. Um, and then Carson Wentz on the other side of it, slinging the ball as he normally does, throwing picks, throwing touchdowns. Um, 
like two big plays to Deami Brown were kind of like the Washington's like entire offense there. Um, but yeah, you got anything on that game, Joe? Um, so I liked the Titans coming into that game. I thought they were going to win that, but I think the spread was like two and I did like this, the pick and eventually obviously they won that game. So that's what I thought was going to happen within that. The one thing, two takeaways I got from this was one, the cool thing was that Brian Robinson thing coming into many. Oh men. yeah. The many. Awesome. Men. One of the coolest things I think I could see in the NFL in the intro. Um, and then my second takeaway from this game was after the game, Ron Vera said that like the biggest difference in the NFC East is the quarterback. Did you see that comment? Mm-mm. So he's like, what are the differences between the giants, Cowboys, Eagles, and Washington he's like oh it's the quarterback and I was like okay what's going on like obviously it's Carson Wentz he's not good he's not a great quarterback in the league but I just was so surprised to see your, the head coach just throw him under so the bus basically like was that. just talking shit about Carson Wentz yeah which is I mean Carson Wentz isn't that great for 359 yards two touchdowns but was it the throws a pick there in the last play last drive of the game um now that I think Washington's obviously still I think just gonna suck this year but jumping back onto Tennessee probably win that division right like that division That's right. Hey, well i mean we can kind of run into the to next game here with texans beating the jags like i thought the jags were going to win that division for sure and now it's just like jags are terrible the last two games after going up 14-0 on the They're eagles the they've looked... that's what i think everyone yeah. realized after the... no yeah. yeah it's still jacksonville but it doesn't like the the first couple weeks of the season they didn't feel like jacksonville no like I don't know what it was like. Maybe it was just like a little bit too much of like, we saw them beat so bad last year, like not even be in games when urban Meyer was coach. And now it's like Trevor Lawrence has shown sides of like some explosiveness and Christian Kirk has looked good. And they've got James Robinson and ETM in the backfield, you know, like it looked promising first couple of weeks. And now all of a sudden it's just like, like how do you lose the Texans? And I know the Texans kind of always have had the Jags number, but like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I th- I think you're right. I don't know. I don't see anybody else really winning that division. Like it's kind of the Titans to lose. You know what I mean? Like Colts are bad. Texans are bad. Jags are still the Jags, as you said. So, um, I think the the Titans can make a. I mean, it's what three? They start off on two, and now they're on a three game win streak. Maybe they're kind of figuring it out a little bit. They're still, still a variable run team, is the way I look at it. Like I feel like just at some point they usually try to figure. Like they usually figure it out. Like. They're never going to be like on anybody's like, wow, this team is really good. Or like this team is a Super Bowl contender, but like they always just seem to kind of hang around and win the games they're supposed to win and beat the bad teams. And, you know, finish the season, like maybe what, 10 and seven, 11, it can't be, it can't 11 and six. Yeah. That was crazy. And they got, and they, and they got beat though. Cause yeah, I don't know. They're just I, offenses. With, they got Malik Willis at backup. I think it'd be fun to see him like with the preseason that he had, he was making some electric plays. I feel like Ryan Tan, Ryan Tan is boring in my, yeah. I think Tannehill's just a game manager. And I think like Vrabel like wants that. Like as long as Tannehill doesn't make too many mistakes, like if Derek Henry's going to run for 102 yards and they're going to be able to like keep teams under 20 points, like it's usually a pretty good combination, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what that that team's got. I agree. Tannehill's just not that fun sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Back to and then under that second game with the Texans Jags, those. I think Houston's they got to just be. 
I know they won, but they're gonna be they're gonna be a top three pick in the draft next year, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. That's I mean, that's going for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Like that's think, every time I see the Texans, that's all I'm thinking about. But like just even starting Davis Mills and just how it's going. They need a right? lot of they help have, though. They do need a lot of help. They need a wide they're receiver. They're just so they're so boring. Um, and they're just bad. I think Damien Pierce is a legit running back for him though. I think that's like one place that they probably like he should be good for them for a bit. So yeah, I think like it's just like feels like in the NFL, like you can have like like we were talking about before, like Justin Fields may be the right guy, but like if you have no wide receiver weapons around him, like it just makes it tough. And so I don't know, like if the Texans need to go out and get a top wide receiver, but yeah, they're I mean they're definitely gonna be right there for CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. So um I guess uh, you know, and we didn't really talk about this with the Steelers, but if you're the Steelers, who I think is the worst team, then with the Texans, like or the Panthers. I think those are the three worst teams. But like, do you take a quarterback if you're Pittsburgh? Like, you know, you just draft no. a ticket. But like me personally, like if I was I would, but they're not going to. Right? Like if I was the GM and my fantasy world of drafting quarterback, if I had the chance, if I was the Steelers to take a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, I would. But they're not going to. There's no way. It just won't happen after spending a first round pick on Kenny Pickett last year. And just the way that this season's already going to fold out for them, I just don't think so. They're going to be like, that was a bad season for us. Let's regroup next year. Maybe add some pieces in the offseason. Yeah. Guaranteed that's what Pittsburgh's going to try to do. I guess that's fair too. Cause like moving forward, then you have some other like potential quarterbacks in that next draft too. So like if you, if you like do the Pickett experiment for one more year, you know, cause you have guys in the next draft with like Caleb Williams. You're going to have Ewers, like some guys in college that are going to be like available to be drafted. Right. So I think you're right. Like, even if you are in the conversation, like if you have the pick available for CJ Stroud, I suppose you still like don't, but um, yeah, the, that's, uh, that's a tough see. situation. I mean, obviously with TJ Watt, like him coming back, he completely changes that defense. So I know. he changes that whole franchise. You don't need wide gone. receivers. You got plenty of wide no. receivers. You don't need a running back. So like, they have to they have to go get uh, like help at the offensive line and then get defensive help because like even if TJ Watt plays like it, it doesn't hurt to have somebody else that can put pressure on the quarterback you know what i mean so it's like protect your quarterback and then get pressure on the quarterback is like what the steelers need to do and they obviously have that when TJ Watt plays but like he still can't fix their offensive line so like they probably need to go get the best offensive line like in the first round they can next year is my my probably thought and then you know you get tj watt back and see what pickett is in his second year because i mean he has plenty of weapons around him i mean you got pickens who's a yeah. dog claypool like deontay johnson you know Najee harris like there's plenty on that offensive side of the ball that should be able to do something so i'm surprised that steelers didn't go get jimmy g Feels dude like right imagine if they had a healthy tj watt and jimmy g there like the steelers would be nasty yeah, but honestly, like, how is that any different than the 49ers? I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why they'd be nasty. Well, moving into the next game, how about that? 49ers beat the Panthers 37-15. Panthers... And you picked, the, you picked the 49ers to go to the NFC Championship last week, and they absolutely just smoked Carolina. They San Francisco just got mad roll fired, so. I mean, I they just, like, where's where's their hole besides Garoppolo being, you know, qu- making questionable throws late in games sometimes? But, like. Like, yeah, they they look good, dude. 
they're in first in that division right now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they, and you think about one of their fluky losses too. Like they, they lost to the bears and like, a, I mean, I know we talked about this last week on the pod, but like, I don't know, man, like to, to me that like nobody else is challenging them out of that, that division, like the Rams are, they got plenty of problems. And like, Right now, you're looking at like somebody out of the East, right? So it's going to be the Eagles or Cowboys, and then the Bucks and the Vikings. Like, that's who the 49ers are going to have to deal with. And like, right now, I think like the 49ers match up really well against like anybody because their defense is just so good and they have weapons. And like, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo can like get the ball into Debo Samuel's ham and Brandon Ayuk's hands, like, they're going to be good. And like, it, it seems like if you put any running back in Shanahan's offense, he's going to run for a hundred billion yards. So, um, and Kittle, geez, I forgot about Kittle too, but yeah, I'm standing by that pick. It looks great at this point with, um, so weird to see the Rams just falling apart. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about Matt rule? I mean, the Panthers are terrible. Baker Mayfield's and brutal. Yeah. Carolina's, I don't know. And, Baker's hurt, so he's not playing next week. So they're going with PJ Walker. Matt Rule's gone. He just didn't do anything when he was there. But like I said, he really didn't have much to work with at the quarterback position. He, I feel like there's a different quarterback. They're taking a week, quarterback so. for sure, right? Yeah. And that'd be a great team. Like, if you're a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young or Willie, like, that's a, like, I'd, be, I'd be kind of excited to go to Carolina over maybe like a Houston or other well, I guess that I can move into the those. others. The talk is like, you know, everybody would be like, oh, we have McCaffrey there. Well, there's rumors that the Bills are reaching out, potentially acquiring be, a boat. Dude, that'd be bonkers if Christian McCaffrey went to Buffalo. <sighs> that team would be, be a cheat code. Already Super Bowl favorite, and then you add Christian McCaffrey to an incredible passing game, and he's a, such a dynamic running back. That'd be crazy. But, yeah, I think the Panthers have to. Like, who's who do you think their coach is going to be? Like, who do you think they're going to go get? Do you know who I think they should go get is San Francisco's defense corner, DeMarco oh, Ryan's. DeMarco Ryan's, yep. But I don't think that's what that the Carolina I don't think that's what Carolina is going to want to do though. I think they're going to go on to go the offensive heavy. I don't know. Do you, I feel like everyone's going towards that the Kevin O'Connell, Sean McVay, yeah, the offensive minded, but maybe they like this D'Amico Ryan's going to be a, he's going to be a dog in the NFL where he's gone as soon as the season ends too, so For sure. But I, he he feels like a like a, a Dan Campbell that can coach, if that makes sense. Like he, he, I, and Salah was that spot, and then he took it. Yeah. It's so like that's it. Who's ever in that defense coordinator spot for San Francisco is usually getting a head coaching job. So, I mean, Salah. And look at, and look at what Salah's well. done. He's yeah. honestly like, talk about turning that, that, that franchise in the right direction, at least. You know, like it's, in my opinion, like it'll be, it'll be like, we'll still have to wait to see if Zach Wilson's truly the quarterback of the future for the Jets. But like, Talk about having the pieces around him right now. I mean, you've got a defensive playmaker, like big-time player in Sauce Gardner. You've got Williams on your D-line. Like, you have a ton of offensive weapons on the offensive side. Like, you've got basically everything they need. Like, offensive line looks serviceable at this point. So, it's like, Saul's got a good squad. So, yeah, I think, you know, who if D'Amico goes to the Panthers. He's, he's gone be, as soon as that yeah, he'll be happens. Going I'm just somewhere. trying to think of who else is going to need a head coach. It's weird because you never know what's going to happen, I mean, but then there's always like five how, I vacancies. Mean, how long is Lovey Smith going to be in in Houston? Like, yeah, 
Maybe Cliff um, Kingsbury's going to – I don't know. There's dude, Cliff be. Kingsbury could be gone too, but um, Campbell. Falcons. Well, you know, the, the real question is, is, like, if you're D'Amico Ryan, though, like, Denver? <laughs> Denver could be a spot that needs a coach next year. So. <laughs> if Nathaniel Hackett is fired by the end of the season, that's going to be so funny. And that's then a Russell pretty good reti- defense. And then he just to. retires and he takes his money. <laughs> but that's oh, the thing then, about the Panthers defense is like the Panthers defense. I don't like, I feel like the Panthers just overall, like, I know this is going to sound crazy. Like, I don't think they're as bad as they've looked, but like they have, like they need a quarterback. Yeah. And, and that's all and that's Baker, and Sam Darnold and PJ Walker just aren't going to be those guys. So it's just going to be, I mean, Hopefully they get CJ Stroud. That'd be fun. And then D'Amico yeah. Ryan's and that 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 team would be fun. Um yeah, they got a good defense. Brian Burns, JC Horn. Yeah. They got guys on the other side of the ball. So yeah, once they get that head coach, they'll get a top five pick. Hopefully they get a quarterback. Be looking different in Carolina. For sure. They've never won a Super Bowl either, so they need some help. So I got like All right, last couple games we can bust through here. Um Cowboys beat the Rams 22 10. Cowboys defense is a They're going to the problem, NFC Championship. Like I, said. I, I, they, I love the Cowboys for me. I don't, I don't, I don't see like Cooper Rush is doing just enough to win them games, which is all that really matters at this point until they get Dak back. Um, Rams look like they're in trouble. Um, I, it's just so bizarre. I think that's just like the Super Bowl hangover, and things are kind of just falling on them right now. But I mean, the OBJ, they get him back. I feel like that's what they got to go for. Stafford just doesn't look. I don't know if it's Stafford or is, I feel like he was just getting killed last game. Dude, his whole line. It's a, They're getting smoked. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Cause I think this is like one of those things that like Sean McVay can try to prove himself, you know, like it's a big, big turnaround. Cause if they go from being Super Bowl champs to being absolutely terrible. And they lost two players. You know what I mean? They lost Whitworth and OBJ basically on the offensive side of the ball, I'm saying. Sure. And like, they're terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I think Sean McVay is feeling the pressure right now. And, you know, I, they're not going to beat the 49ers in that division. So they're going to be hoping for a wild card. And, um, yeah, they're going to probably play the Eagles in the first round if they do after the bye. But uh, Eagles 20, Cardinals 17. Eagles look like the best team in the NFL, right? Right? Or the Bills still? Or the Chiefs? I I like the hmm. Chiefs. Chiefs and Eagles. Really? Over the Bills? I don't know. Yeah. I do. My question for you is I guess you should pose it this way. If the Cowboys have Dak, do you still like the Eagles better than the Cowboys? Dude, all I know is just the Cowboys are going to get the NFC Championship. Dude, the, the Cowboys-Eagles play this week. Yeah, I'm That'll excited. I don't, th- I don't think – is, is Dak supposed to play? I don't think so. No. If Cooper Rush wins that game, just keep him playing. I mean, we just that, play Cooper that, Rush until the Super Bowl. Burn yeah, down. they're going to pay him. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't – I just can't get my head around Philadelphia for some reason. I thought Arizona was going to win that game. Um, I thought this was going to be a breakout game for the Cardinals, too. They – Put it down to the, put it down to the wire there. But well, yeah, to be completely honest, like this game should have gone to overtime. Yeah, I think the card like, 
Amendola, the kicker, has been on three teams so far this year in the season. That's tough. And he's just been the guy Tyler that the slides, hurt. Tyler slides on a third or on a second down when he thinks he has the first down, doesn't have the first down. They spike the ball third and one, force him to kick a field goal longer than they had, um, or longer than they needed to. So I don't know. Cardinals are in ruins right now. I think they, they get they, they get back. back exactly, and, and I feel like this is what they kind of might just need i mean like i said it last week they went five and all and then they crumbled if they get d hop back and they could just go on a little streak of wins get into the playoffs maybe be a wild card team uh we'll play at seahawks that'll be a fun game that's hit hit the over on that one but honestly if they can get through that game and then get d hop back if they like if they can win next week and go three that's a, three yes like just get on a little it's streak gonna be of them and the rams the playing for if one, they make I'm a wild card you, yeah yeah no, i agree Bingo. And so, and D hop is worth at least a touchdown a game. I'm not saying he's going to score a touchdown a game, but to that offense, he's worth a touchdown more a game than what they're playing at right now, which could be the difference in some of these games for them. Obviously they've they lost that game by three. You know, they lost the Raiders by a score. So, or the Rams, sorry, beat the Raiders. Uh, but yeah. And then the Sunday night game, Bengals Ravens, um, Another Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals, maybe. Um, Ravens still, finally win a close one. Justin Tucker's like really good. Yeah, he's the best. I player. think I'd give up like a third round pick to have Justin Tucker on the Vikings. Dude, I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were saying that they, they, somebody would give up a first round pick for him. See, dude, he just doesn't miss. He's so good. Dude, he like, how crazy is that though? Like, I think if I was a GM, like, I would seriously consider giving up a first or second round pick for that good of a kicker. Like that's yeah. a huge difference maker. Like it matters. You the just, Vikings had that a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. God. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, that's a game changer. Like even for the chiefs yesterday and like they won 30 to 29 over the Raiders on Monday night. Like you're talking about these close games and like playoff games are usually come down to these close games and like having Justin Tucker is just like another level, you know, He's and like so that's good. why it's just automatic. That, like, the Ravens down the stretch are going to be like a good team. Cause if they can figure out the defense, which their defense looked a ton better, a ton better against the Bengals. And I don't know, maybe it's just the, the black, all black uniforms that make them look sick, which definitely helps. But um, yeah, the Ravens defense held them and um, they're going to win that division. Yeah. They'll win that so division. Good. Yeah. They look good on Sunday. Defense locked them down. Harbaugh was looking good as well too. Amar's just so Mark Andrews, dude, he's, Monster. Mark Andrews is a beast. Monster. Him and Kelsey. Dog. Yeah. And then Chiefs game, 30-29 over the uh, Raiders, and the Chiefs still own the Raiders. Um, they didn't kill him, but Kelsey had four touchdowns, which is crazy. I think he had like 25 yards receiving, but four just touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Um, I think this is just like another – like. Mahomes greatness game in my opinion like they go down 14-0 and like it just doesn't matter like it's that's what it is you nailed it that's what they said on ESPN this morning I think it's a little I think it's better when the Chiefs are down like 17 or 20 to nothing and then they'll just come back like Like when they're up when like in the AFC championship game like if they're up 21-10 and then they'll just teams will come back on them but if they're down by 20 or 14 or whatever it is, something just flips with Mahomes in that offense. And they just insane. keep going and going and going. And I was like, I like was watching the game and it was 17, nothing. I'm like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. And 
I like stood up. I was like, I can't, cause I bet the chiefs. I'm like, they got to win and just switched all of a sudden after that. But that was brutal with the, what was it? The, what was the call that shouldn't have happened? Was it the rough in the passer when the guy came down on car? Oh yeah. Holy cow. Cause that was, that. wasn't that going into halftime? That was horrible. Yes, he was yes, literally was falling on him and quarter. had the ball like within his arms. And that it's, I don't yeah, know what's going on. He stripped him, took the ball and then braced with his left arm as he's falling down. So like the full weight of his body didn't even fall on car. So um, that was brutal. Pretty brutal. Chiefs fans were like chucking stuff at the Raiders yeah, going was, into halftime too. That was but, crazy. Yeah. Chiefs um, are, Chiefs are crazy. They're going to, they're going to Super Bowl. Well, that concludes all the week five scores. Um, so yeah, right now, do you who who's your Super Bowl pick? Chiefs Bucks sticking Bucks, with it. Chiefs Bucks, okay. The Chiefs Bills championship, and then Bucks Cowboys, and then Chiefs Bucks, and Chiefs just make Tom Brady retire. Chiefs, right. that's it. Chiefs 49ers is what I think. Go rematch. Shoot, I. Did I so last sweet. Week? I, don't even I, I didn't. Week. I didn't even know what I said last week, but I hopefully I said that. But imagine if the, the, the Niners won the Super Bowl this year with Jimmy G. Like, what do you? You got to keep him, right? Like, how do you even? Oh yeah. He'd probably still like. I yeah, that's, you have Trey that's Lance why I want the Forty Niners win. Like, oh, Trey Lance sucks. Dude. I don't screw it. I'll just say that maybe he sucks. Dude, it's just too early to tell. He just has like zero reps in the NFL, but. All right. Well, that does it for week five of the NFL. We're going to buzz into... That was a fun week. Yeah, it was. It was an exciting week. Um, Joe, you want to kick off some NHL or do you want to do college football? I can do NHL quick. All right, do um, it. Let me just run that over. So first things first, the NHL season starts tonight, which is pretty crazy to think Recording about. Recording have... Tuesday. You guys will hear this Wednesday, but yes. Yes, so we have the New York Rangers against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then we have the Vegas Golden Knights versus LA. Um, before I jump into like kind of my season predictions and what year it's going to be, did you even know? So this is the first night that I thought it started. Did you know there was games over the weekend in Prague that happened? What? That yeah. counted? Counted. How bad of a marketing is that for the NHL? I didn't even know that until... Sunday, I looked at Nashville, played San Jose twice, I believe, in Prague. And those counted as two regular season games. Wow. I never saw that anywhere. NHL is so bad with their marketing sometimes. I don't get it. That's insane, especially for you not to know. Yeah. And that's I, a, that's I know well, everything with hockey. So I know. That's I was, was like, going to a well-kept secret. I was like, what? I don't know. They didn't market that at all. Um, well, who yeah, won? Just, Do you know? Uh, Preds won both games. Oh, okay. So that's crazy. I, already I, no, no, I, I literally like, had no idea. It's crazy, but just jumping in on that, it seems like the NHL just ended like four, three weeks ago. It felt yeah, like literally with just how their season goes. I 82. I mean, what is it? October 11th. We're getting going here and it's just going to go till June, July. It's just, it's too long. It just needs to, something needs yeah. like, nobody's going to, no agree. one knows the season starting tonight. Like it, there needs to be snow on the ground. It needs to be November, December for NHL to start. And I don't know. Um, but yeah. I'm excited for NHL to be back. It's crazy. It's already going, but it's just crazy. It seems like that Stanley Cup was literally a couple of weeks ago. No, I agree. I like we I were think... just going over with our final predictions, what was going to happen, and now we're already back on it. I know we were talking about this before the show last week, but the I think the NBA needs like the same thing. Like NBA, like I think they should stagger. Like the NBA maybe should start before the NHL, and that way the NBA can finish like before 
the NHL so that they're not like the playoffs are running at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they just overlap and they kill each other. Like from a viewer standpoint that like you can find this pocket for like the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs that like come after the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like that you can stagger it into the summer. Um, but I think I agree. Like, I think it needs to be shortened too. like as like a fan, it's great to have all these games, but like, like, I think, what makes the NFL so great is that you have 17 games, right? You know, that every, every single game means so much. And like, I'm not saying that like the NHL or NBA need to have that few of games, but like maybe like 60, 65 games, like, you know, make each game be a little more meaningful, like make the season a little bit shorter, um, make the playoffs maybe longer. I don't know. Like do something on the back end there to like, if you're trying to keep it the same length, but I agree. Like, it's a little too early and, and they don't and even just, let people even know with the, the NFL, starting. Like when week one comes around in the NFL, you, it just, it feels like football season, right? It's September, it, the fall is coming around. Like it's, it just feels like football. Like right now with hockey starting, I, it's, it, it's 80 degrees. I went golfing the day for Christ's sake. Like I have, it does not, hockey shouldn't be playing right now. So it's just weird, but yeah, I think they need to kind of take a look at that. But um, yeah, man, here we go again, back at it. So uh, can I kind of yeah. jump into predictions I kind of have here that I gonna go, I'll, I'm gonna run through the each division and kind of go over the teams that I predict are gonna come out of that. Does that work for you? Yeah, it works for me. Awesome. So we can start in the East Conference. We have the Atlantic Division. Um, it's gonna be a pretty crazy division with a lot of changes that happened over the off season. But the three teams that I think are gonna come out of the Atlantic are gonna be a Tampa Lake, Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Boston Bruins. Um, and then jumping down to the Metropolitan Division, we have – I'm taking the Carolina Hurricanes, New, New York Islanders, and the New York Rangers. And then my two wildcard teams are going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Ottawa Senators. I think the Ottawa Senators are going to make the playoffs after a crazy offseason betting Alex DeBrincat and Claude Giroux. Um, they got Brady Kachuk there, obviously, as the captain there, and they – we're able to get Cam Talbot over from the wild. So he's going to be their starting goaltender there. And I just kind of think with the buzz going into training camp with that team, I think they're going to sneak in as a wild card. It'd be cool to see Ottawa back when they made the playoffs. Like five years ago, it was with an air Carlson. It was just buzzing in that arena. So hopefully that'd be a cool team to see um, in the wild card spot <clears throat> coming out of that. But yeah, that's just kind of my Eastern conference. And then I'll kind of get into more of the, who I think will, come out of the Eastern Conference to the Stanley Cup after the Western Conference review here. But jumping into the Central, I'm going with the Wild, Avalanche, and Blues. And then in the Pacific, we have Vegas, Calgary, and Edmonton. And my two wildcard teams are going to be Nashville and the LA Kings. Um, but yeah, jumping into the Central there, I think Colorado is just going to steamroll this division again, coming off the Stanley Cup. They lost a couple of guys. They lost Kadri to Calgary. Um, but you still got Nathan McKinnon, Cal McCarr. Most of the same team is still there. So I still think they're going to steamroll that central division. You have, I think the blues are going to be that second spot and the wild will be the third. I do like the blues. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko is playing on a contract year. I think he's going to throw up a lot of points and then he's getting out of St. Louis. Ryan O'Reilly's still great. I love their defense. I think with um, Vinny Huso leaving to Detroit and they just have Jordan Bennington being their starting goaltender, I think he's just going to have a crazy year. I feel like with Huso kind of being as their backup, he was kind of the starter that went through the middle of the season and Bennington wasn't really getting as much playing time. Now with just Bennington there, I think he's just going to take off. So that's why I have them at a two spot. And then we have our Minnesota wild at the three spot there. 
can we get over the, the first round? Can we get past that? <laughs> I, that's for the love of God. That's all we need to do. Um, yeah. With the wild, we still, we got the same team. The calories cap is killing us. So we weren't really able to get any free agents in the off season. We lose Talbot and then Flurry's going to be the main guy. And we bring up Gustafson from that trade. So Hopefully they can get past that first round. I don't know. It's kind of, I have them at my three spot just cause it's, I feel do like we lose, UCF. do we lose any of our like main players besides Fiala? Is he kind of a big loss, right? So he was the big loss. He went to LA. Um, but other than that, it's the same team, but we do bring up, uh, Rossi, Marco Rossi. And who's the other one that we brought up? Kalen Addison are going to be starting the team this year, opening night. So those are kind of the young guns that are going to be getting that more minutes, I'm excited to see what Rossi does. We obviously got to see what Boldy did last year. So Rossi was the ninth overall pick in 2020, I believe, um, and then was out due to COVID. So I don't know, man. I, I feel like just anytime the Wild have a crazy year or a bigger year like that, they always fall off the next year. But uh, it'd be great to see Kaprizov keep keep getting those numbers up. So I personally am not that upset with Fiala going to L.A. I feel like the Wild set him up with so much more of those points and opportunities that he had that he's going to get in L.A., I mean, he's playing around Kaprizov, Zuccarello, whatever got going on that power play. He was getting a lot of those points from it. Um, and then once you get over to L.A., I just don't think he's going to have that many points. Um, but hopefully it turns out with the Wild and just get past that first round. It's just going to be – I don't know. I just – we always – this always happens. And I just – we need to take that next step and get into the second round. But either way, I still think Colorado's going to steamroll that central division. And then jumping into the Pacific there, obviously with Vegas, they got rid of their head coach and they bring in Bruce, Bruce Cassidy from Boston. So that's a whole new look there. They do get Patrick ready. He goes over to Carolina and then dude, Calgary, Edmonton, it's getting battle though, but it's going to be crazy this year. Like Edmonton was in the Western conference final last year against Colorado. They still have the best player on the planet of Connor McDavid. Um, each year they've taken a step with him too. So that was great to see. Um, they bring over or they lose, or they don't lose. Um, Kadri goes over to Calgary and then they also got rid of, as we know, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew truck. So those guys leave. Gaudreau goes to Columbus. Um, truck goes to Florida, but they bring in Nazim Kadri. And I think, and Jonathan Huberto, I think the flames are going to be Western conference final. Like, really? I think that they're going to be, so I don't think, think they even really take good. a step back by losing Gaudreau. No, dude. And I think Huberto, uh, Kenzie Weger was another defender that they got from Florida. I think this team, I think they're going to be Western Conference final. I think they're great. I thought, I think Huberta, like that was, I like even with Florida, I don't know how Florida is going to be. I think the Flames would be better than Florida. Kachuk's a great player and hell out Barkov, but dude, Huberto's, Huberto's real good. Mackenzie Weger, they gave him an eight year deal. Um, Kadri was nuts for the Avalanche last year. And, but has Kadri, know, gonna, been, I'm just excited. I feel like to see Kadri that. and Hu- Huberto both kind of had like career seasons last year, right? Yeah, and I don't, I just see that working out so well because I feel like everyone when you first think of that, like losing Goudreau, losing Kachuk, like everyone's going down in the flames. But you still have Daryl Sutter coaching the team. That guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Jacob Markstrom at net too, he's a great goaltender. He's one of the top 10 goaltenders in the league. I just see them doing it, and I just don't know with Edmonton. I feel like they'll play them within that semifinal round or something like that, but – I, I really like Calgary coming out of that too. So within that who's, Western who's conference, your third team, the out Pacific? of the Pacific, I had Vegas, Edmonton, and Calgary, okay, and then the two wild cards. Um, I had a wild card out of LA, and then the other one was Nashville. Uh, but that was just kind of my rundown through the divisions. This is where I'm going to start having some crazy takes. Um, so within my Stanley Cup, 
my final is going to be the Colorado Avalanche against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's what yeah, I'm I thought you were going to say the Caps again. I was going to lose no. it. No, I think Carolina Hur- Hurricanes are unbelievable. Uh, their team is set. They have a great team. They brought over Brent Burns, Matt, Max Pacioretty. They got Rob Brindamore as the head coach. I feel like they just this is the year they're going to get over that step. They lost in Game Seven last year to New York um, in the semifinal round. Yeah, baby, my Rangers. Yeah, your Rangers. The Rangers are looking good too. So they got that same team. But I think this is Carolina's year to get back to the Stanley Cup. Um, my prediction is the Stanley Cup with Carolina and Colorado. Dude, I'm going Colorado again. I think they're just a wagon. Really? I, I think it's yeah. I like Colorado again um, with Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. I think I wouldn't have said that, but just like Kale McCarr is like 23, 24. I Nathan McKinnon. They're bringing those. They're still so damn young, and they just running off that Stanley Cup. So. I'll go ahead and go with the Avs. They still got Kemper in Carolina. there. Uh, no, he went out to Washington. I can't remember who's going to be in net for them, but I don't know. I just love the Avs. Um, Alex yeah, Newhook, I, like I think, is going to take a big like year. As, he would, Kemper wasn't like a, amazing anyways for them, right? It was just more about their offense. No, no. so I just love them. Um, a sleeper team that I have this year is going to be the New York Islanders. Didn't make the playoffs at all last year and got steamrolled. Uh, they had their first 13 games on the season last year away because they were building their new arena and then COVID hit. So, or they had some COVID games that they had to put in there. So watch out for the Islanders this year. They're going to be my sneaky team to make the Eastern conference final against Carolina. Wow. Um, yeah. But I like the Islanders. They were one game away from the Stanley cup two years ago and they lost to Tampa. Okay. So, so running it's the back same to the, team through the same Metro team. then. So you got Carolina Islanders, Rangers, Pittsburgh, and Washington, like, Who's not making the playoffs out of those? No, teams? no, no. I didn't have Washington. I had Tampa. No, I know. Bay. I'm saying out of those top, like those are going to be the top five teams, right? Out of the Metropolitan. Yeah. The top three, it's going to be, I think the Rangers win it, Carolina second, Islanders third, and then Pittsburgh, Washington, Columbus, Philadelphia, New Jersey. Jersey sucks. Philly's got torts. There's, they're going to be a tough team to play, Philadelphia, because they got torts back, but they're still going to suck. They got, I don't think that they had 62 points last year. They're going to be horrible. Um, same old, same old Jersey still building. They're going to need at least two years. And if I am the New Jersey devils, I do think you tank this year. Cause the best prospect in like the last 20 years, Connor Bedard, who's going to be the number one pick. So if you're a team like the New Jersey devils, Buffalo Sabres, Montreal Canadians, I would not mind tanking again this year, having a bad season. I know some of these teams are trying to get that stride, like having those winning directions, but this is like Connor Bedard is a freak. Like he's Connor McDavid level. So I wouldn't mind going through that tanking stage again. But yeah, coming out of the Metropolitan, Carolina and Islanders, I love those two teams. I think it's going to be awesome. I think Carolina's just built. They're finally getting over that step. They have a team that I think is just going to make a run this year. And then the Islanders, man, they, I know they, last year, they just, just nothing went right with the beginning of the season. They just couldn't get it together. They fired trots. It just was just kind of a clusterfuck going on on the island right now. But they still get that same roster. They got the new new uh new arena. They're got it under their belt for a year. They're just gonna come in there. I think it's I don't know. I love the Islanders. I love I the range is gonna be good too, but I don't know, man. It's just gonna be a great team. They just signed Barzell to an eight-year contract. He's gonna be playing hot. They got Brock Nelson, um, Anders Lee. He's being the captain there, Noah Dobson, Oliver Wallstrom. Part of me is a little biased too, because I'm an Islanders fan, but I like them, man. I like them. I think they're gonna be good. And then give me your give me your teams from the Atlantic again. Yep. So the teams that are coming out of the Atlantic are going to be the Lightning, Leafs, and the Bruins. And then the um, Senators was that wild card spot as well. But so you don't have Florida making the playoffs. No, 
I wow. think they're going to be bad. I think this trade is going to really, I don't Yeah. I don't think it is like the math. If you look like Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto meant so much to that team, just the way that Weger played on the back end. I know they got Ekblad too, and Kachuk's going to come in there, but I don't know. I just got a weird feeling. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, dude. I just got a weird feeling about it. Uh, I think right. the Senators well, are I like it. I like wild. the prediction. Yeah. And the Leafs will get past the first round this year. I'll say that. I think they will get past the first round. I think they're going to have a lot of – if they don't make the Stanley Cup final this year, or at least the Eastern Conference final, they're getting rid of everyone in that GM, GM coach. Yep. Everyone's gone. Everyone's gone if the Leafs don't make at least the Eastern Conference final this year. So – um, I'm excited to see that. It's going to be crazy. I still think the Lightning are going to be good. Same old Light. They're staying the cup last year. And obviously, we know with winning the back to back tops, I still think the Lightning would be great. And I'm excited to watch the Senators with bringing in Claude Giroux, Alex DeBrincat. I think that team's going to be fun. They're young. Why not? Um, they got good defense. And maybe if Cam Talbot's how he was with the Wild, they could maybe have a decent season. And I kind of think they will. So, yeah, this is kind of my rundown of the NHL. And like I said, I'm taking the. Abs over the Hurricanes. Exciting! I'm pumped for the. I'm pumped for NHL to be back, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun year. I think similar to the NBA. Um, a little more knowledgeable about the NBA, obviously. Is if you are a frequent listener, Joe's our NHL guy, and I'm the NBA guy a little bit. Um, but I just feel like it, it, each year, just more and more teams, more and more players, like the the league just gets better and better, in my opinion. Like. You know, we're, we're listing off all these teams that might have the uh, potential to make the playoffs in the NHL. And and I think the NBA is um, going to be very similar this year with just like the depth of these leagues is just like getting crazy, in my opinion. And like you're going to have some like pretty good teams um, not make the playoffs. I think in both both sports, um, you know, and and moving into the NBA here, you, you wrapped up with the NHL. Anything else you got? Yeah. And then just obviously since we're. Minnesota Wild fans, just please make it past the first round. I know it's we had a hell of a year last year, and that's what's freaking me out with all the points we had, and it was just working out so well. But I would take maybe just a not as many points during the regular season, and hopefully they get something hot towards the end of the year. And if we got to play the Blues, what do, again what do we need to do different this year? What's going to get us out of the first round? I don't need before I kind of jump into that, like what else we should do. I think the NHL needs to go back to the one versus the eight in the playoffs because we would have been playing the. I think it was the Kings or the somebody right. in that seventh. Yeah. Where like it's it not sucks just with the central the, division right now. Like yeah. Avalanche being the one out of that and us playing St. Louis again with the two and three. That's what I have predicted. That's just tough. Like we were unreal last year. I think they need to go back that one eight, just have that set up. Because who would maybe, we have matched up against? We would have matched up against the. Uh, last year? Yeah. Uh, it would have been the Kings or the Stars. I think the oh. Stars were the last one and the Kings were in. And Kings yeah, that, got swept been nice. by Edmonton. I mean, it's just a whole different series. So I think they need to go back to that. I missed the one versus the eight. And then you kind of just don't have to. I just get annoyed of playing the division to start. When did they off, switch so. to that? Four years ago, I want to say. Jeez. Three or four years. But yeah. Um, with the Wilds, I mean, it's just the same team. We couldn't do anything with the cap, obviously, because we got rid of Parisi and Suter. So I like our defense. We're just going to need to have, like, Rossi's going to have to step up and have a crazy year, I think. Um, Zuccarello's going to need to keep those points. I think Jordan Greenway needs to put up more points than he did last year. He's just kind of, in my mind, just like a big body. But if you can get that guy to throw up some points with Felino, Eric's neck, and just maybe a 40, 50 point year for that guy, I think that'd be awesome. 
Um, another thing too is that's kind of freaking me out is is Flurry like still Mark Andre Flurry? Is he still the primetime flower that everyone thinks? Like getting getting rid of Talbot was crazy. Like that's a that's a big move by the Wild, and we have Philip Gustafson for you that don't know was the goaltender and uh, backup goaltender in Ottawa. So we bring him in to go behind Flurry, and we really are trusting Flurry to be the number one guy here. And people did want to see that; they wanted him to be in the playoffs too. So. Yeah, I think if we can just have a great year out of him, that'd be huge. And just getting some of those numbers out of the big guys, I think, would be helping the Wild down the down the stretch. Oh yeah. Well, I think everybody in Minnesota would like to see a lot of a lot better performances out of all the sports teams in the playoffs. That's for sure. So especially with the Wild, obviously yeah, we're we out in the, we're not quite in the realm of the Maple Leafs getting out of the first round, but I feel like we're slowly getting there, especially after last year being as good as we were. So. Um, but it'll be fun to see. I mean, we should the the Wild should still be good, um, you know, regardless of what happens in the playoffs. But um, yeah, rolling into the NBA here, and then finish up with a little bit of college football, and then uh, wrap this up here. Uh, I just got some points that I'm I kind of wrote down quick before I get into my West and East predictions. Uh, I just ranked like the top ten teams in each the East and the West. Um, I think there's like f- a couple teams on each side that um, are all going to be tanking, um, which I guess I could lead with that is that this, this year's um, consensus number one overall pick and, and very similar to Connor Bedard in the NHL is going to be Victor Wendham. I'm going to mess his name up. I'm just going to call him uh, the alien. Um, he's a freak. seven foot four from France. And people are saying that he might be the best prospect since LeBron um, to come out of, to be in the draft, which is, which is crazy comparison. But like, if you watch this guy play, which um, his French team, the ignite played in Vegas, I believe last week. Um, and he looked unbelievable. I mean, the, the, the way he moves at seven foot four is, is pretty crazy. And the type of shots he can create um, his shot blocking ability. Like he's, he's a two way player and he's like super dynamic and he's, for those of you who like know what Chet Holmgren looks like, who's like kind of like that unicorn type of like seven foot plus guy who like can move pretty well. Like um, Victor's a little more filled out, I would say. And he's just like smoother, if that makes sense. And he looks just like much more sturdy in his body. Like where Chet, sometimes you're kind of like, well, if, if this guy like takes the wrong step, like he might break his bones, which as we saw, he kind of did. And, you know, he's hurt and he's going to be out for the season, but um which I think weirdly enough for OKC might be like a crazy good thing for them. And I'm going to lead with that because I'm still going into this, but think if the OK, like think of Oklahoma city, like is one of the worst teams in the league again, and they're in the lottery and they get, they get well, the alien. They got him. Like they think about that. There. And with SGA like that, that team's going to be potentially crazy. But um, I think, this might be since LeBron, in my opinion, like this is going to be the most incredible, like tankathon, um, like, and then the most hyped, like a lottery is going to be like, people are going to actually tune in to see who wins the lottery. You know what I mean? Like if you're a sports fan, like you're going to want to find out because like this guy could like really change a franchise. And like, I know people say that sometimes about guys coming in there, but like, he's legitimately like change like seven foot four. Like I can't, he, he's seven foot four. And like, like he's honestly like his comparison is like Kevin Durant, but like taller, you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Like, so, um, 
that'll be fun to watch that storyline. And then obviously like to give some credit to Scoot Henderson, who's the number two, who's like another can't miss guy. Um, he's going to be the number two pick in the draft. And like, he's another like incredible player, which I feel like is getting, he's getting pretty overshadowed by the alien, but um, yeah, exciting um, on that side to see which teams tank the hardest. Um, there's definitely going to be some stinkers of some teams. I think that have like talent, but I think they're going to, really try to lose some games i think it might be like when it comes down to even like resting players in the fourth quarter like you're gonna see, you might see some crazy things out of teams that like which i i in my opinion like i think the nba needs to somehow change that um but you're still gonna see it this year for sure um leading off well we're gonna lead with the wolves and the rudy gobert trade which i'm super excited about it first i was a little skeptical because i felt like we gave up a ton to get him but um, one thing it, it, it did was almost like ruin the trade market too, because like Rudy Gobert now is like, he's the benchmark for what trades or what people are going to give up moving forward, which I think is a crazy concept um, just from like an NBA point of view. But Rudy Gobert is going to really bring something to this team. Um, I know we lot, lost Pat Bev to Lakers or well, I guess originally to the jazz and then to Lakers. Um, but like Rudy Gobert is, is going to add like a certain, like obviously his defensive ability is going to be next level. And I think that's what everybody's knock on cat was, you know, he's not a much as physical of a defensive, like big, um, but Gobert is going to take on that load. And I think it's going to take some pressure off a of cat. Not the cat's not going to still have to play defense, but I think Gobert is going to open the floor up in a different way. Like he's going to be another rebounder. We have like him and cat together are going to be like, pretty scary in my opinion. And then you have, you know, Jaden McDaniels, who I think is like going to be the kind of like Andrew Wiggins of our team for the Warriors who won the championship, where he's going to be that guy that can kind of like make or break games for us, because we're going to have to rely on Anthony Edwards. Obviously we're going to have to rely on cat and we're going to have to get more production out of D'Lo on a consistent basis. But if we have Jaden McDaniels can play like he's played at stretches last year. And I think he's going to get more minutes this year. Like, He's going to be the guy for us that that makes us go, in my opinion. I think Anthony Edwards is going to have another fantastic year. And if he can play more consistent and be like 25 to 27 points a game, which I truly think is not that crazy for him to do, like I think we're going to be in serious business. Um, that being said, the West is pretty scary. Um, so even if we are, like all those things need to happen because we don't have that much room for error. And obviously us winning the playing game last year was sweet, but nobody wants to be in that playing game because those games are just like, you know, they're make or break. It looked like the NBA <laughs> finals after we won that too. Yeah. Excuse Pat me. But, in his jersey. But, I was excited. I felt good about that though. I was just, it was, that was a big step for us though. Basketball and I will put my little inputs in here though. It was just good to see that just kind of excitement coming out of the Minnesota basketball team. Um, and like you said, just without, we got Goubert and players we've had and, Really excited for the Timberwolves this year. Absolutely, as we should be. That probably this probably is the most exciting I've been for a Timberwolves team in a long time. I think so too. And I, I, like you said, like coming off of last year's win in that playing game, and like ever, like we're rolling a little bit, and we're going to take that momentum hopefully. And and I think it's going to be right off the bat. Like we're going to have to beat the teams we have to beat, and then we're going to have to beat some teams we probably shouldn't beat, but we're going to have to find a way because the West is stacked and i'm going to get into some of the other storylines i think in my opinion the clippers are going to be 
the second best team in the West behind the Warriors. I just don't think you can move the Warriors out of that one spot right now. I know they got a lot going on with, for those of you who don't know, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face during practice, which is a crazy story. Um, The video's online. If you guys want to check that out, TMZ somehow got it, which I think... You know, there's another story how TMZ got it. Like the somebody inside the Warriors leaked that footage from a practice, which is which is a crazy story in itself. But um, do you know why he did it? Review. I just saw him. He got socked. I mean, nobody really knows. Um, Draymond has a podcast, and he's taking some time away from it, as well as away from the team. So, um, there's been reports that Jordan Poole has been like carrying himself a little cocky little too cocky, I guess, during practices. Um, but I don't know how true those reports are. So um, if you watch the video, it's kind of surprising because like Draymond kind of just like walks over to him and nobody really was like looking at those two as if like a lot was being said prior to that. And then Poole pushes him and then like, you know, Draymond kind of like Superman sucker punches him in the face, which is, it was, it was crazy. But I still think the Warriors are the number one team. Um, I think Clay is going to have a huge, uh, like return comeback year. Um, obviously last year he's coming off that injury midway through the season and like kind of struggled to find his rhythm and they still won the, the finals without him probably playing his best basketball. Um, but I think him and Draymond are kind of like their future with the Warriors is kind of on the line. Um, Draymond's com- coming into, uh, you know, his free agency year. And I think they're both going to have to really show out in order to like, prove to this team because it's like Steph's never going anywhere. Right. So Steph's going to always be with the Warriors. So it's now it's like, can clay, you know, if clay finds his rhythm again, like obviously they're going to keep him. Draymond. I don't know, but he's going to either way, like he's going to try to make his money, you know, whether it's in free agency or not. Um, Wiggins is going to be huge for them. If he can continue to play the way he does, he's going to get more and more familiar with that system, more and more familiar with how those guys want to play. Jordan Poole is the same thing. He's obviously probably going to take another big step and like, he's going to be a monster for them. So I just don't see how they're, um, not going to be the number one team, um, because they still have Steph. but two is going to be the Clippers. In my opinion, I think if Kawhi and Paul George can stay healthy, obviously massive what ifs, but if they're both healthy, that team was pretty good last year without either of them playing almost the whole entire season. Paul George played a little at the beginning and then a little at the end, but that team was a borderline playoff team without their two best players. And Kawhi and Paul George are, are big time players and Kawhi who current and he's leads current players, actually active players and winning percentage. He's it's right about 70% of the games that he actually plays in. He wins, which is pretty crazy. And so if he plays, and obviously his durability is the whole thing, but if he plays a full season with the Clippers, I with the pieces they have around him, and they almost have like too many guys to share minutes, but I, I truthfully believe that that team is going to be the number two seed in the West. Um, moving to the other stories in the West, we've got, I think the Pelicans are going to be a, 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 real, a real threat. I don't know where they're going to finish. I mean, I have my prediction, but truthfully, like I, the West is going to be crazy. Um, the Pelicans get Zion back. West they have CJ so McCollum now. Like Brandon Ingram. Like they're going to be a legit team. They got a lot of weapons. Um, and I'm you're going to hear me keep saying this through this portion, but like that's just the reality in the NBA right now is that there's so many teams with with three or four really really good players. Move to the Nuggets. You got the same thing. You got Jokic, and you're going to have Murray and Porter back, and that team is like solid the way it was. Um, and now you're going to add those two and. Um, you know, you're back-to-back MVPs and the Nuggets are, they've got some good role players around them. And um, 
you know, uh, I think my prediction is that he's not going to win the MVP, which I don't think is that crazy of a take, but I just don't see them giving it to him three straight years. Like he's going to have to do something crazy ridiculous. Like even if he has numbers that will like make him the MVP, like I just don't see him giving it to him. Um, then you're moving to the Grizzlies who, you know, people saw them in the playoffs last year be like really good without jaw. Um, so I think that should like show teams, you know, maybe even, maybe even better without jaw on the floor, but that should just show how deep they are as a team when they have Desmond Bain, um, who's, who's kind of like my probably breakout player of the year. Like I think his, he's going to take that hype of the playoffs and go into next year and like be a, be a big time player for them. Um, and then the Lakers, I guess, is the kind of the, the other story in the West is, you know, they have Pat Bev now, which it's going to be interesting. You know, him and if Russell sticks around and Russell actually is there when the season starts, like him and Russell Westbrook in the backcourt are going to be a crazy. And now you, they added Dennis Schrader in the offseason, too. So um, the reality of that team is like, you know, you can talk about Russ and Pat Bev, which like it's going to be interesting to see how they play. Um, Pat Bev added his energy to that type of team, I think could potentially be like a really good thing. You saw kind of what he did with T wolves culture, um, last year, but like he could bring some added life to that team when LeBron's not in the court. Um, but it ultimately is going to come down to, in my opinion, is going to be Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis being healthy or not is going to dictate how that team goes. Like LeBron's probably going to be the same LeBron. He was last year, like might get nicked up throughout the season. Like, not play as many games as people would hope, but like he's going to play well when he's out there. And like the reality of it, he's just old, but Anthony Davis, if he plays 50 to 60 games this year, like that Lakers team is going to be legit, I think. And they're just going to be tough. Now, are they a championship team? I don't think so, but that's going to be a a playoff series that nobody wants to play is if you have a healthy AD, a healthy LeBron, Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, like, yeah, I know those are big names, but like the reality of is all those guys are big names because of what they can do now, how consistent is Russ? I don't know. And is, is Russ going to take a step back and, you know, take a different role with that team is, is yet to be seen. But, um, Pepper brings new life to that team, I think. And Anthony Davis coming back. So it'll be an interesting, an interesting ride for the Lakers this year. Um, I guess with my West predictions, then I'll give it to you guys now and then I'll hit some East storylines. Um, I'm gonna have the Warriors, the one seed, Clippers, two seed, Nuggets, three, Wolves, four, Grizzlies, five, Suns, six, Pelicans, seven, Mavs, eight, Lakers, nine, Blazers, ten. Um, I think the Lakers could end up higher than that, uh, but I ultimately see them probably playing in a play-in game um, just because of the teams in front of them, really. Um you know, like the Warriors are deep, the Clippers are deep, the Nuggets are going to be deep, the Wolves are really exciting and I think really deep too, and like tons of depth on that team. The Grizzlies, like the Suns potentially being my sixth seed is like crazy. Um, I just think that's more of like a, a like saying about the teams in front of them than it is about the Suns. Um, Pelicans being deep, like honestly, I could see the Mavs being ninth. Um, and the Lakers potentially finishing above them too. I just don't think they did that much. They lost Jalen Brunson. Um, obviously they have Luca, but like Luca's he's so good, but at the same time, like all these teams, if they're all healthy, like 
And obviously this is like full strength team. So like injuries are going to happen. Some of these star players are going to get hurt and it's going to completely shift these predictions. But like if all these teams are at full strength, like I just don't think the Mavs have enough around Luka to like be a, a top eight team. Like if the Lakers play the whole season with their roster, like I think I'd take the Lakers over the Mavs, um, which I know a lot of people probably disagree with. And the Blazers are just like, I have to put them in there because they're Dame, but their roster is pretty, pretty dull as well outside of Dame. Um, moving into the East, um, I have the Bucks, 76ers, Celtics at third, Cavs four. I think that Donovan Mitchell trade is going to be really exciting for them. And Evan Mobley is like, unbelievable and Darius Garland like that they're going to be awesome Nets they're going to be scary five heat six just because like more or less like they just are going to be a good team like Spolstra like they're just going to be solid uh, I could see them finishing higher than six but um and then you have Raptors seven Hawks eight Bulls nine Knicks ten um you got the Knicks last well, it's just that that's not the whole division. I'm, I'm leaving out like a couple teams because I think those teams are all going to tank. Because um, you got, you know, you have like in the East, you have Charlotte, Washington, Pacers, Pistons, Magic. Like those teams aren't going to be really fighting for anything. Um, and then the Western, you know, you have the Spurs, the Kings, the Thunder, the Rockets. Like, yeah, that makes then, sense. Uh, the Jazz as well too because the jazz basically sold their whole team they, but, got, they got rid of everybody um yeah i think that you know you're gonna in my opinion like the bucks have Giannis, they're gonna have middleton back like it's just a, an unbelievable team and i think like last year you're gonna see like it's gonna be a really close top race in the east like these teams are gonna beat up each other and i think you're gonna see that a lot in the west now like these all these teams are just gonna beat up on each other there's probably not gonna be any like crazy um, winning percentages and records this year but um it's going to be interesting to see how well the celtics do without their coach he's gone for the year um you know they had some stuff with him happen um which the, the stories are really not clear really what happened um is he just gone for the suspended for next season. year or is yeah. he gone? like do you think they he'll haven't be gone longer they haven't that? really said anything um because again they don't really they haven't really released all that much that's happened. He had some sort of relationship at the workplace or something that was some misconduct. Um, but he really turned that team into a, obviously the NBA finals team that they were, but I don't know. I, I think that's going to be a huge blow for them. Um, Tatum obviously is next level, but I, I think that they had some things fall their way as any team does in the playoffs, but I just don't see them being better than the Bucks or the Sixers this year. Um, I think the Sixers are going to be really good. Um, Harden looks good and I know it's just like classic Harden like shows up and like looks like he's in shape but like if he can just be like kind of like 75% of the player he's been in the past like I really think that team can can do something special and Embiid's you know right up there is one of the top five players in the league and they, they, they've got some depth and Maxi and they've got some exciting young players too so I think that's going to be a fun team Cavs obviously that's a can, scary combo just like the Harden to Embiid oh, yeah. I feel like we've seen like the history well, of the NBA too, and that's like all you are I feel like that's why Harden kind of wanted to get out of Brooklyn. That's all he was looking for was just that one-two punch sort of thing, right? With kind of feel like does it seem like there was just too much going on in Brooklyn for him? And he's like, I just can't deal with this. I could just use someone like Embiid instead of like a KD, Kyrie. Just so much talent going around. I just need one other big, and that's all I'm looking for. Right, and I think like you said, like I think it complements his game almost in a little way. Like I know Barnes like or Harden's like a ball dominant player, but um, Embiid is kind of too, but. Um, I think I think 
you never really saw their full potential together last year because they're still trying to like get a feel on how the other person's going to play off the ball and stuff like that. And I think you're going to probably find a little bit more chemistry this year with that team and, and, and with that roster. I think that they're going to be really good. Um, I think they're going to challenge the Bucks for the first, and I'm already excited for that playoffs. But moving to the Cavs, I think this is like the team of the future in the East. Um, like, I really think that Mobley is going to take a huge step forward. Obviously, I'm training for Mitchell. Um, they gave up a lot for Mitchell, obviously, but I think that like he's probably worth it in the sense of like the Cavs needed to do something to take that next step. You what know, what I mean, like twenty five. How old is Mitchell even? Uh, Still. No, he's probably upper twenties. He's probably twenty seven, okay. twenty eight. Um, but I'll check on that. But I just think that like adding that to the team that they already had, they had a young like crew, and you know, like I think moving forward, that team's going to be really good now. Can they piece it all together in order to? Um, he's twenty six. Wow, twenty super young. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, and I think you know, I really think Mobley is going to be a big player. I, I feel really like, that's like what him. It is. That's what Cleveland needs. It's just if Mobley turns out to be what we all kind of think he's going to turn out to be, just that crazy big like Cleveland's well, going to be scary. Yeah, and I and I agree, and I think Darius Garland's a really exciting young guard for them too, and like they just played with like depth last year they had tons of guys play and like yeah they lost some of them like Markinen and colin sexton obviously in the trade to get mitchell but um like I, you know they kind of fell off towards the year but i i think that's like the inexperience of the team showed and i think obviously coming back next year they're gonna have more experience like it's gonna be an exciting team and i think um i think they're kind of like similar to the wolves almost in the east here you know and um i think the wolves have a bit more talent than the Cavs do at this point, but I think the Cavs have some, some exciting pieces and then moving to the nets, obviously the nets are just like a toss up dude. Like you just don't know what you're going to get with the whole Kyrie situation in KD. Like it's honestly the best entertainment in the NBA because they're just like so out of pocket all the time. But, um, <laughs> and Simmons is back, right? Like he's good. Yeah. Um, so, um well, I wouldn't call him the good. preseason game. I mean, I don't know a lot of people are chirping at him and like, He's healthy, you know. He he seems as far as a healthy. Yeah, I've heard yeah, some interviews. He you know, he seems to be in a pretty good spot mentally. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that Nets team is like. Obviously, we don't even know what he looks like with that team. You know what I mean? Because we never got to see him last year. Um, but then again, it's a KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Like that, that's a lot of firepower. So five is like probably too low if that's their ceiling, but their, their floor is also so low because they just have no depth really outside of those guys. In my opinion, they've got some decent pieces around them, but their ceilings high. Like I think they just have the highest ceiling and the lowest floor out of like most teams that you're going to see. Cause like the heat right now, like moving to the heat in the sixth spot, like their ceiling is, is pretty high, but their floor is like right where they're at at six. I think like, they could easily finish above that. They're just going to be consistent night in and night out. Tyler hero got that deal. They got Butler coming back. Like, um, you know, they have bam, like they just have good pieces and they're well coached by Spolstra and like the heat just like win. That's just like a good ran organization. Like, um, I don't see them falling below six. So that's probably like a little, maybe too low, but I just see the teams in front of them having big years. So, um, he'll be fun. Raptors seven. Um, pretty similar team. I think they're a young, young team and they, and they're again, another well-coached, well-ran team. Um, they in the playoffs last year. Yeah. They finished 
or they played the Sixers in the first round and lost. So right. I saw they, there's uh, some reports that they were maybe rumored to go after that guy in Oklahoma City. Uh, what? Who's the guy from Canada with the three names? Oh, SGA. Yeah. 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 No, I think they're they're like, in my opinion, like one, probably one player away from being like another team i guess top of the league in the east which is like you know you could say a lot a lot of teams but i just feel like they don't have that one guy right now that's going to like elevate them in a playoff series um you know what i mean like you kind of have to have one guy sure to you know they they have some really good pieces i think they have like a ton of just like solid like role players you know they they relied a lot on fred van fleet last year they have gary trank jr who's like a really streaky scorer at times and pascal siakam like um they've got some really good pieces and i it's going to be all on scotty barnes up there like if he can take another huge step the way he did into this past season like that team's going to really go as far as scotty barnes takes him in my opinion so um he's probably the other breakout player of the year that you're going to be looking at in the nba um so if he takes another step the way maybe Jordan Poole did that kind of come out. And I mean, Scotty Barnes was better last year, I guess, than Poole was the year before, but um, that team's, it's going to be pretty scary um, in the East. And then moving to the Hawks who traded for uh, DeJounte Murray, um, which like, don't know if I necessarily like agree with that trade. Um, the Hawks. What'd like, they give up? Was it a lot or. Um, I need to go look at that. I don't really remember, but. I just how do you feel about him as a player? I think he's really good. I just don't know how well he's going to mesh with Trey Young. Like I think like their styles of game like kind of go hand in hand and like it'll be interesting to see how they play together like you know um Gallinari and three first round picks. Wow. So they gave up a lot for him okay. and he's really good, don't get me wrong. So it'll be interesting like I think it's just a big question mark of how that team's going to like I guess work together with him there. Um, but you know, they, like two years ago, they were in the conference finals, you know, and like, they probably had no business really being there, but you know, they got, they've got some pieces. They really do. And, and like John Collins, like see what, if he takes another step in the right Murray and you got right direction, you have Murray, you have Trey young, you have Deandre Hunter, you have Bogdanovich, like you've got pieces around them. So it'll be interesting to see, um, Frank Kaminsky, let's go. Clint Capallo, like they've got some bigs, and and I don't know if that's going to be enough to get them outside of the play-in game, but um, yeah, I think that's like the last of the teams that are going to like the Bulls. Probably a oh, little what, low. In what the happened line. with um, what's his name? Ball? Can he like he said he couldn't like jump or run or I anything? Know, which is he I think get injured a, last year or something, or did that just happen? Yeah, he has a he has knees. His knees are like i guess bugging him like crazy I, it was, <laughs> he has knees yeah. <laughs> i guess he has knee issues but yeah. yeah um yeah i don't know i think it'll be interesting um you know Did like levine just got a big contract right or was he yep and he uh he had knee issues last year too and like they have DeRozan back and they've got caruso like they have the potential to be kobe white they have a really like deep team too. And I'm sure they'll finish higher than nine, but like at the same time, like if I just take the roster and like, look at the teams in front of them, like, I'm just not sure who they're going to be better than, you know, like uh, it's just such a toss up in the East right now. So I think, and then the Knicks are, 
I don't even really want to talk about them because they're the next. Go next. They should be frisky, I guess, at times, but they're not. They're just the best out of have, the worst teams, in my opinion. Would you rather have RJ Barrett or Zion Williamson? Zion, it's not even close. He needs to do something. Dude, he's so going to be. He's, to see him. No, he's going to be big this year for them. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I can feel it. Um, and that wraps up the NBA for right now. Obviously, these are all predictions, but I'm I'm excited for the season, as uh as you Who's guys. Your all final prediction. Be. My final prediction is going to be the Bucks and the Clippers. God, you really you're really big on the Clippers, aren't you? I know. John Wall, saw him dug in. You bring that back. I'll jump on the Clippers bandwagon. I'll go for it. I, I think like it. I just think that they can do it. I just like. If Kawhi gets hurt, they have no chance. But if he stays healthy, like I just, I don't know. Um, I hope it. it's the Wolves. I hope it's Wolves 76ers. That'd be six. I'm taking the Sixers out of the East. I'll give you that. Um, as far as the West goes, from everything I just learned from you, I can't say the Clippers because we got to have two different teams to drive views on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Sixers in the East. And then the West. It's going to be the Warriors or Clippers, bro. I'm Sons. Screw Sons, it. okay. All right. the shit that's happened with their the owner and all the stuff he's been getting in trouble for. I'm going with the Suns. They're due for a finals. Give me the Suns. Yeah, they still have eight. Two years ago. They got eight and still. It's yeah, barely. Dog. He was supposed to get Chris traded Ball. this summer and then he didn't. Not... Yeah. Yeah, Suns. So that made me feel confident. Um, let's go with Phoenix. You live there for a little bit. I like golfing in Scottsdale. Um, there you go. Taking Philly because James Harden and did an internship out there. So we'll go with the Sixers against the Suns. <laughs> I love it. Jeez, um, we've been rolling here for a while. Maybe this is a big week, man. A lot. Yeah, happened. it was. And we're just trying to get ahead of the NBA and the NHL starting. So. We might leave you at that and make you want more uh, big, big, some big matchups in college football. We'll just run through these quick Penn state at Michigan this week, Kansas at Oklahoma, Taking Michigan, Oklahoma still favorite somehow. I what know was that home, second game? I'm just going to give you my favorites. Kansas, Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma, Bama. You can say Tennessee. yours too. Bama, Tennessee. That's in Tennessee, right? Take yeah. a Bama. Is Bryce Young playing? I don't know. Still taking Alabama, Oklahoma state at TCU. Oklahoma State. I think they're very good. I think they're an underrated team yeah. that no one's talked about in Oklahoma State. I agree. Um, NC State at Syracuse. Syracuse is undefeated. I'm taking NC State. I'm going to take Syracuse. I think Syracuse is a fraud. Clemson I'll at go, Florida State. Um, Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. Mississippi State at Kentucky. Kentucky. No, I'm taking Mississippi State. Okay, okay. This is good. I don't even know, I don't even know if Levis is going to play. He didn't play last week. Oh, he didn't? No. Double down, Kentucky by by ten. Okay, all right. Adjusted line, I like it. And then USC at Utah. It, I this one I've been. This is my game of the week. All right, my college football game because I think this, the line the right now over is, Penn State and Michigan. Yep, I like over this Bama game because Tennessee? This, this is probably going to be the Pac-12 championship. I think if this is no, possible, right? No way. No way. Are they in the same conference? No, but it's what about UCLA? No, UCLA just beat Utah. I know. But it's not going to happen. They're going to lose to like Washington State. That's just the UCLA they thing. They just beat Washington. No, uh, USC they'll, they'll, they'll lose to someone like that. I don't know. You know the Pac-12, but um, I think the line right now is five and a half. Utah, USC. Yeah, they're the favorites. I like them. And it's seven o'clock, so I can actually watch in a reasonable time. So that's going to be good. So I'm excited for that. Pac-12. Um, so I'm taking USC in this dark. game. 
USC is making the playoff. as well. Yep, yep, yep. And then that I don't think I said the Michigan Penn State game. Is that game at Michigan? Yeah, Michigan. It's got to be is, Michigan, right? It, I'm taking Michigan, but is the is McCarthy? Is he the st- starting guy now there? Mm-hmm. Instead of okay, yeah, I like Michigan. Instead of McNamara. Yeah, um, I guess we could just run through this. Minnesota got a big game. Six and a half point favorites on the road this is, to newly this is ranked such Illinois. A big in football. We got to talk about this. 24th ranked Illinois. All of a sudden, they're a top 25 team, and they've had like no impressive wins because they beat Iowa last week, nine to six. Like, but huge game for Minnesota. I think Minnesota's um, favorite too, right? Uh, yeah, so I just said six and a half point favorites on the road at Illinois. Ooh. That's a that's gonna be we lost Illinois Minnesota. last year. Minnesota. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Gophers. I don't know about by six, but I'll I'll take the Minnesota Gophers to win this football yeah, game. Money money line's probably the bet there. Put it in a parlay or something. Um yeah, I guess Georgia, Georgia and Bama thing. having back-to-back weeks with close games. Georgia almost losing to Missouri two weekends ago, and then Bama almost losing to Texas AM this past weekend. What do you got on that? So I was in Chicago at a Irish pub watching the Georgia Missouri game, and there's four Missouri people at next to us shout out to them for just having great just the excitement going through their eyes watching this thinking that they might just beat the number one team in missouri so cool i'm so glad i got to see that but did you did you see that game too that kicker was making like 350 yard bombs oh yeah guy was just smoking kicks i'm like they're gonna win they're gonna beat georgia (laughs) they don't stand a chance watch out for missouri but lost go dogs so they smoked them um i still think georgia's fine i I think they're going to go back to back this year. I think they're going to win again. I really like Georgia. Stetson's playing like Stetson. Um, the defense is playing great. They're this tight end they got. That's they got two of them. One's yeah, like six eight, three hundred pounds, animals. and then I think his name Bowers. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. But I really like I really like Georgia to win it again this year. And just with I don't well, know Alabama them, has it. You think they're going to win it all? I think Georgia's going to win it all, dude. They're good, and I just because I don't like Alabama because I just. I think this is a lot them being close here. to Texas A&M and then the Texas game. I just don't, it's just not. No, I agree. And that was going to be my next point is I think, I think Bama's, I don't think Bama's as good as they normally are. I think, I think you're right. I think, and this was my other point about Texas. I think if, if you, yours plays the rest of that Bama game, they beat Bama. And then I think he's if, looking good, dude. And if he plays against Texas tech, that Texas team is undefeated, which is a crazy thought. They could be a top five team in the country with a win over Bama undefeated potentially but he got hurt so he didn't play against texas tech and they lost sure i mean they smoked oklahoma this past week but anyways so they're 22nd in the country right now and i think that's yeah, just they, like they should they be play, way higher they play iowa state yeah um, i think I'm texas is going to be really good moving forward with viewers at qb but um yeah but it spread is 16 i think half. ohio i think this is ohio state's year i like that too i, I, I think i, I think a, they georgia ohio state championship I think it's going to be – I think the college football playoff is going to be so lame this year because I think it's going to be Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, and Bama. Because I think – I don't think Michigan beats Ohio State. Uh, What? Yeah, probably. I don't like Clemson, though. Like, I can see them making dude, it. Dude, who, who are they going to lose I know. I know. But I just don't. I agree. They're going to – I don't think they'll, they'll make it. be in the national I can see them making it, but I just – Okay. But if they go undefeated, how do you not put them in? Right? I know. That's what I'm saying. They're probably going to make it. I just don't like them as a team. I don't really know if I trust the DJ Ulagalelalala, whatever his name is. But I think yeah. that a team, I agree. I think there will be a better team. I think somebody from the Big 12 is going to lose. 
um, like Oklahoma State could lose and it's going to knock them out. I could it see USC or UCLA year. losing against somebody. So it's like that potentially might knock them out. And then the committee just loves Georgia and Bama so much out of the SEC. So I just see that happen. I would love to see somebody else. Like I would love to see Georgia or Bama like lose a bad game that like knocks them out. I really would. And I hope it's Bama, to be honest. So what I was did you say your final four was again? So I'll throw in some spice here. I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Like, I just don't. I see okay. Ohio State winning the winning their way out of the season, right? Yep, I got so they're that. Gonna be I got Georgia and Ohio State. I'll take that with you. So, and I, I agree with Georgia. I think they had a little blip against Missouri, but I think that's just a really good team. Bama's just looking like sus a lot of the places. And if Bryce Young is out for another week, like, that's a tough Tennessee game at Tennessee. You know what I mean? So... They're staring down the barrel of a gun right now, I think, for Bama. And then Clemson, like, I don't think they're a top-four team in the country at when it's all said and done. But I just think that they have just a crazy favorable schedule, and I just don't know if they're going to lose anybody along the way. I like that's a good take. As far as my four, I'm going to go one, Georgia, um, at two, Ohio State, three, Clemson, and the four I have making it, I'm going to go with the University of Southern California, the Trojans. Dude, I hope I so. That'd be so sick. Let's I'd go. love to see that'd USC so make the I'm rooting for that. That's like – if I'd they love can to somehow, see a Caleb, a Caleb Williams just making top four. I it'd be cool somehow if they could make. Year. I would love to just see the Caleb Williams versus the CJ Stroud, or just give me a big, big quarterback matchup in one of these games. So that'd be sweet. But hopefully, USC. But realistically, that like, that'd be sweet. They could because they. I mean, they beat get past Utah this weekend. Then they just, the UCLA and Oregon. Three, Oregon sucks. I don't like Oregon. They don't I mean, even. They, got, they don't play Oregon. I know, but they just well, could they play them in the. Pac-12 championship? Oh, no, no. There is no Pac-12 championship, remember? Isn't it just the best team goes? No. I thought they didn't have a championship game. No, there's a game. Utah won it last. Utah beat Oregon last year. I was at a bar in Omaha watching that, I remember. Oh, maybe in baseball. They play play where the Niners play. But this year it's in Vegas. Wow, I'm great with the Pac-12 memory right now for some reason. December 2nd in Vegas. Vegas, right? Let's go. 61 bucks. Let's go. All right, I'll be there. You been to um, Vegas? What? You've been to Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas. When I was yet. younger, I've never been there when I was yeah, yeah. Utah beat Oregon last year. Dang, look at that. Was it like 42 to 20? Ooh, 38-10. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I like USC. That'd be sweet. I kind of hope they make Yeah, but we're gonna I mean that's just to be... see something different. Out of the Pac 12 would be cool, but you know they'll probably get steamrolled, but I'm no, just so dude, bored I think, of seeing I think this USC beats Utah SEC this weekend, dominance. and I think UCLA. I think that UCLA USC game, November nineteenth, go mark the calendars. One. That game at UCLA is, in, is going to be ridiculous. It's at UCLA, so that's yeah. that's the Rose Bowl, right? At Pasadena, yeah. The Pasadena right? Stadium, yeah. Because that's where you um, and then USC plays at the Coliseum. Yeah, that's going to be ridiculous. Um, what was the other game? What was it? No, I just think that we were saying Auburn, Ole Miss. Anything on that? Ole Miss yeah, is six Ole Miss and will beat them. Yeah, I think Auburn sucks. Yeah, but you never know in college football. But um, I think that wraps up pretty much the talk for college football. I think we'll be back at it and talking about it for sure. But um, this is a big weekend. I'm excited for football. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Saturday. We'll see you next week for the next episode, and it's going to be exciting. So much. See, now we're just have to break these up into two, huh? Yeah. We should might have, we to might do, have to do two episodes a week. I know. I'm serious because we could talk NFL for a whole, whole We could podcast. have done that whole week five, just one thing. Yeah, because I feel like we even sped through it. 
We should maybe think about that. I like that. Maybe, maybe the guy in Belgium still listening. Hopefully maybe we we'll record during the Monday night games or something like that. Yeah. And that way we can get I one like on that. Tuesday and then record one Thursday night and have it drop Friday morning during Thursday night game. So um Yeah, I like that. There's so much we can we can just sit on one topic for so long. And just, so I just feel like as so the, detailed with it. Well, once the NHL and NBA get going too, like we're gonna be wanna talk about those storylines and like we could talk longer about college football too easily, especially as the season gets on. These games are going to be more and more exciting, and um, we're going to get into like college football playoff talk. You know what I mean? So, well, uh, yeah, we'll discuss like that. that. But I think we should we should maybe do that because instead of because I think this episode is going to be at like two hours plus, which that was good one. That was, folks are you folks are lucky to hear our voices that too. long, but um, that's a big one. Yeah, we're we'll back. talk we're to so you guys back. next week. Just like the Jets. Unreal. Come on, Jake. Get excited. Circle in the circle. I'm excited, dude. Again. Dude, Jets Packers. Game of the week. Game of the week. What'd I say? 38. 32, first one. That was crazy. crazy. I crazy think one. it's gonna be realistic. 28-14 Packers. 28-21 Jets. No, sorry. 24. No, 28-27. Yeah, there you go. 28-27 Jets. 1.2. They win. I'm jumping in the river and if Sauce gets a pick, I'm buying a jersey. Oh, you heard it, folks. There's the predictions, and we are out of here. See you next week, and talk to you later. Peace. Peace.